Welcome to the Lost Lowdown podcast number 35 with your illustrious host, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? Wow. It's been a long time since we've had a podcast out. Yeah. Yeah. Although the last one was so long, I think um, I think it, it made sense to take a break. How long was it? It was so long, you need a <laughs> to carry it. Oh. That was, that was bad. Or listen to it. <laughs> I don't know why you would carry it. Was it was so long that you would need 20 CDs to burn it to a CD. I don't know if that's true, though. It might be. No, you probably need... A CD is like an hour. You probably need like 13 CDs. Maybe 13. 12. Well, see, it's 70 minutes. Technically. Get it straight. Get it straight, Buster Brown. Yeah, so maybe 11 CDs. All right. <laughs> All right. So your, so your exaggeration, I don't know. Anyway. So we're talking about uh, Season 1 Favorites, Part 1 of our Season 1 Favorites. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Justin's Favorite, Raised by Another. Uh, Claude's Pick, Solitary. And the fan-voted favorite, uh, Walkabout, with, uh, as of recording, 51 votes mm-hmm. out of 129, which for you mathophiles out there, that's 40%. That's me. That's you. You're a mathophile. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I guess we'll just start. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's been so long since we've um, yeah, it has. addressed the audience. I feel like we need to catch up. I know. So much has happened since we last left you. Yeah, not really, though. Yeah, well, whatever. I wanted to say it. Yeah. kind of thing you say, but not the kind of thing you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. Ooh. Ooh. You like that one? Ouch. Nice. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. Three points. I'm giving myself three points. It was painful, though. Painful. I know. Well, the pain, there's there's, there's comedy in pain. I see. Yeah. You know, like slip on a banana peel. You fall down. It's funny. It hurts. I see. Um, So we'll talk about this. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess we should have prepared a little bit more before we start recording. Um... (laughs) I guess we'll just dive into the podcast. So we're gonna uh, go. We're gonna go in in episode chronological order. We're gonna yeah. do do raised by no walkabout and then solitary and then raised by another. Yes, we're gonna go in the order they appear in. And we so, are gonna um, go scene by scene, um, but it might be a little breezy because at this point these episodes are a little bit outdated. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're trying to give you guys something to do, something loss-related, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've, You know, we've already done our season one retrospective, so we've already podcasted about these episodes. But and, and we've talked about the issues raised by these episodes many, so many times. times. So, you know, this might be a fairly quick podcast because there's really not a lot to talk about. I mean, we'll go over, you know, we'll, you know, hey, this is a cool scene, blah, 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 yada, yeah. yada, yada. But, uh, you know... Uh, it's not going to be, you know, any hard-hitting, in-depth investigation. Uh, cause there's, there's <laughs> as our usual podcasts are, right? It's not an action news special report. It's not, no. Um, 
But uh, so just be prepared. It's probably going to be pretty breezy, uh, to coin a phrase. And um, <laughs> just came up with that. Wow, good one. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Justin and I have split uh, the fan favorite. Um, so I'm going to do the first half scene by scene. He's going to do the second half scene by scene of Walkabout. So is that it? That's it. I All guess right, we so. can start. Uh, all right, so here we go on a walkabout. On a walkabout. So, first scene, we open on Jonathan Locke's right retina. Um, as they like to do, and every now and then, it's open on someone's eye. And uh, I believe you have an eye opening in your episode, huh? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's good. So they were on, really doing that in season one. It was a thing. They really were. Yeah, it was a thing. A motif, if you will. Yes. French. Right. Um, so, Locke wakes up. You know, this is this is uh, a flashback. This is the plane crash, the original incident that started it all. Mm-hmm. And um, Shannon screaming, Jen's yelling, all the kind of chaos, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Locke sees that he can move his toes, and he's like, whoa. All right, yeah. that's it. End that's of what scene. Happened. Great job, Perry. Great job. Uh, we flash forward to Vincent barking, waking everyone up. Something's in the jungle. Ooh. Uh, not in the jungle, actually, in the, um, fuselage. In the fuselage. Thank you. And... Um, <laughs> And it's not Sawyer, jackass, as uh, Sawyer pointed out to Jack. Uh, I remember that being, uh, I, I, loving that little exchange of, uh, you know, oh, it must be Sawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the only one who'd be rallying around. But no, Jack, it's not Sawyer. Um, so Jack approaches, and, Jack, and it kind of all approach, but Jack is sort of in the in the front with, like, the world's smallest flashlight. <laughs> And uh, it was a small flashlight. It was really small. And, like, uh, Sawyer had a bigger flashlight. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. At least that's what Kate says. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. You know, any opportunity for a joke, we're there. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sawyer has a bigger flashlight. That's funny. Um, So, lo and behold, it's three... Three boar or three boars. I don't know. I don't know how you pluralize that. I think they, it's supposed to be boar. I think that's yeah, the plural. But but they say boars. They use both. Like, I think there's some lines where they say boar, and there's some lines where they say boars. Maybe it's one boar, two boars, three boar. Four <laughs> <laughs> boar, boars. I don't know. I'm trying to make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next scene, uh, Jack is tending to Charlie's wound because I don't know why. He fell down. What happened? He just, like, fell, didn't he? Charlie? Did, yeah. Did the boar hit him or something? He just, like, fell. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's from, from a previous episode. Uh, the the one uh, – I don't remember what happened, though. <laughs> I, I thought it was from – oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I I can't I can't. You know, one of us has to watch the episode. I d- I do remember 
Well, no, I don't. I don't even remember that scene. <laughs> um, I do remember. Oh wait, no, I don't. No, I just remember in the previous scene when the boar, you know, they they scare the boar and the, then the boar start running, and then uh, and then like Charlie like falls for some reason, uh, and then in the next scene he's being tended to. So I figured he oh. something happened. Okay, you're probably right. You're probably right. Anyway, who cares? Because he he had an episode uh, two before this. I was thinking maybe uh, maybe that's when it happened. No, that's not even true. This is walkabout. What am I thinking? Never mind. You're right. You're right. You either need to stop drinking or drink some more. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's gonna make you right again. <laughs> no, um, you're right. Yeah, I guess I guess he fell down and hurt himself. He just like fell from there. I think he just like slipped on a banana peel and like fell. Mm-hmm. It's Charlie. So Jack wants to burn the dead bodies, and, uh, you know, he says, hey, they're looking for us in the wrong place. It's been four whole days. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> it hadn't been that long yet. Oh, I'm like, four days. Oh. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to sympathize. Have, you guys have no idea. <laughs> oh, just like that line Hurley says, um, oh, I don't remember what episode. Uh, is it this episode? What was the line? Uh, something about like um. Oh, uh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah. Wow. It was basically something about how um how there's 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 a lot of danger on the island. He's like, and there's a monster. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's in the that's the golf thing. That's in the next episode. It's solitary. Oh, okay. So we'll get to that. Yeah. So let's see. So basically, Jack decides they're going to burn the bodies the next night. He wants, you know, the fire to be lit so that people could see it in the, in the at night. So next scene, we've got Kate and Saeed talking. Uh, Saeed is trying to make something to locate the the tower where uh, Danielle's signal is coming from. Um, if you ask me, I don't think they'll ever find it. Um, <laughs> And uh, Kate yeah. wants to help, of course, because she has nothing else to do. Right. Uh, like usual, like a woman. No, I'm kidding. Ooh. Ooh, women. Take them or leave them. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know either. So next scene, <laughs> Walt uh, and Michael are kind of gathering wood, and uh, Walt wants to go over to talk to Mr. Locke. Mr. Locke! Uh, Mr. Locke. But uh, Mike says no. Next scene, we got Sawyer and Hurley. Uh, what a scene. I know. <laughs> Some of these scenes are like blah. But, of course, they're blah in retrospect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next scene, we got uh, Sawyer and Hurley. They're arguing over something in a backpack. Um, um, Boone tries to help, but he gets a stay out of it, Metro. Metro. Um. And I remember when that first came up, and we were trying to figure out who he was talking to, mm-hmm. uh, what he meant by that. And some people were like, oh, he's talking to Jack. Because yeah. Jack is like a police officer, and he's calling him Metro. Like, right? Isn't that what people said? Like I, I, I believe that was the hypothesis, yeah. Yeah, it was weird, but he's, he's obviously talking to Boone. Yeah, I agree. And um, the illustrious Ian Summerholder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack comes and breaks it up, and we find out Sawyer has the last of the peanuts. Uh, because when you're really hungry, you know what fills you up? A package of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Peanuts are filling. I, w- I will throw that in. I don't think they are. 
So basically we find out that there's no more food, and then Saeed uh, reassures everyone that there's plenty of things to eat on the island, uh, like boar, Locke says, as he steps up and throws a knife at Sawyer. Uh, Locke suggests that they go hunt uh, the boar, and he gives his whole spiel about everything, and that he, you know, explains that he knows about boar and razorbacks, obviously. I think it would have been and, great if uh, when he threw the knife, it went right in Sawyer's head and he killed him right there. That would have been pretty. That would have been the, the first big lock foible. Yeah. <laughs> Did Ooh. I do that? I was supposed to demonstrate my throwing prowess. No, I think it would have been better if he, like, threw it and it, hit it, it went into his neck. That way Jack could, like, save him, but he almost died. Oh, okay. And then and then Sawyer could hate Locke forever until yeah. Locke uh, lets him kill the real Sawyer. And then what that, are we gonna that would mean that. We'll eat you, bitch. We'll eat you. Let's kind of strangy. It's one of those scenes of, like, it has a lot of impact, but, like, Locke, don't do that. What are you doing? That was, back, a knife that was over. back when, like, he, I don't know what. I don't even know what. Um, I don't know. That was when he was cool, but just yeah. for the, just because we didn't know much about him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he shows his case of knives and everything and, and, you know, basically, hey, we're, we're ready. We can go do this. And speaking of the case of knives, where, where are they now? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I mean, know. I don't think we ever saw those knives again. <sighs> So anyway, uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention in this scene is that uh, Jack has gray hair and his beard, mm-hmm. which I never noticed until like season three or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's there from from the beginning. Yeah, so, I noticed uh, it too when I was watching these. Yeah, so he was always old. Yeah. But he Sawyer got grayer, I think, though. Yeah, Sawyer got grayer. Um, so next scene, flashback, uh, Colonel Locke gets a call from GL-12. Um, and this is the scene where for a good half second you think Locke is uh, somebody who's really crazy and important. Uh, and then Randy comes by and shoots down that dream, like he shoots down many dreams. And uh, we realize he's just a guy working in an office. Uh a box company in Tustin, California. Yes. So, okay, so next scene, we've got Jack and Kate talking. He asks Kate why she always wants to go trek when, uh, you know, trek to danger. And, um, you know, she tells Jack that uh, she's really going to go help uh, Saeed with Saeed's tri- triangulation. So, you know, she's going on the boar hunt. Um <laughs> Going on a boar hunt. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that again. Can't go through it. Can't go through it. God. I guess we'll have to skin it. Um, so she says she's really going to go help with Saeed's triangulation. And uh, she also says she's a vegetarian, which, uh, is that true? No. I didn't think so. If she is a vegetarian, she doesn't observe her habits. Yeah, because I, th- I thought I'd seen her eat meat before. She ate bacon in the previous episode, Tabula Rasa. Oh, wow, bacon eater. So when when she goes to the the one-armed Australian farmer guy's house and he gives her breakfast, there's bacon mm-hmm. there. And she's eating it. Well, that wasn't Kate. I think, oh, right, I forgot. That was Annie. <laughs> that was Annie. Annie eats anything. <laughs> Annie's an omnivore. <laughs> 
I, I think it was just a snappy one-liner. It's not true. Yeah, yeah. By she, snappy one-liner, you mean a lie? She never brought it up. <laughs> you know, with Kate, it's a fun Both line. lie. <laughs> um... Yeah, I didn't think that was true. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so next scene, we got Mike. Uh, he wants to go on the hunt, uh, and he he tries to ask if Son will watch Walt. And it's very fun watching Son pretend not right. to be English. <laughs> she does a very good job. Uh, she might not even known that she knew English at this point. I don't think she uh, did. <laughs> But it was very nice. Good good acting, son. Um, the next scene we've got uh we've got Claire talking to Jack and she shows him this wedding plan book that uh she found and she wants Jack to lead a memorial service for the, the bodies they're gonna burn later. And Jack doesn't wanna do it, it's not his thing and Claire says, Well maybe I will do it. I'm like, fine, do it then. And uh, next scene, we got Boone. He's working and gathering wood. He sees Rose alone in the distance and, and oh. is worried, and he tries to talk to Shannon about it, but Shannon doesn't care. What's a four-letter um, word for shut the fuck up, bitch? Yeah. What was? It? What did she say? What's a four-letter word for I don't care? I don't care. care. What? what uh, I didn't get that. I didn't. Was, is there really an answer? Like, like, I was just thinking like an expletive, like she, you know, like, yeah, I think that's part of it, and, you know, she's doing the crossword puzzle. Yeah, but I just thought that maybe there's a real answer. Oh. Like, like for instance, like, like if the answer was fuck off or something, mm-hmm. then she could say, you know, what's a seven-letter, two-part word for, I don't know how to write that. <laughs> a little less snappy when you say it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> give me a word, two, give me a phrase, two words, seven letters total. That means blah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so, and then Shannon, of course, she claims that, you know, she's not going to starve, and she can catch a fish. Oh, God, that's a plot. That was horrible. I remember hating that the first time I saw it, and yeah. the second time, and the third time, it's and awful. now this time. Uh, so, the next scene, we've got the hunting party, um, as they were, and uh, mm-hmm. Locke, Mike, and Kate. Um, and they're on the trail of the boars, and then uh, look out, boars. they're coming. Look out, boars, because it's plural. Um, right. Next scene, Charlie is about to take a hit of his little heroin. That's back when he was still addicted, of course. Uh-huh. For those who forget, that old Charlie had a vice. Let's not forget. Even though he's a hero in season three, mm-hmm. he's a loser in season one. Oh, um, no sympathy for Charlie, I hear. Not a bit. <laughs> You're like, yes, that's true. <laughs> move it on, move on. Um, so he's about to take a hit, and Shannon approaches, and he puts it away, and and she asks if he wants to join her for a walk, and of course he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then asks if he knows anything about fishing. Um, we're breezing right through this episode. Oh yeah, what we're gonna talk about. Uh, Ooh, you think Charlie out. really knows something about fishing, or yeah. is he lying? Ooh, <laughs> well, I do think he's lying actually, but um, I do too. But uh, yeah, 
So good fake questions. That was relevant. Uh, next is Boone. You know, he goes to talk to Jack about Rose, and um, he wants Jack to go talk to her because he's the one who saved her life. Ooh. As we'll remember from the pilot. Boone tried, but he was doing it wrong. And then he, he went to get some pins. Get a pin, Boone. To stick a hole in her throat. Somehow that was she didn't even help. She didn't even have a wound. Like... I she didn't even have a wound from that, like in this episode. No, they they did. He didn't do it. <laughs> they didn't actually do it. Oh, they didn't do that. No, it was Boone, basically in the wrong. context of the episode. It was Boone. He, they they weren't Jack. Jack knew they weren't supposed to do that. That wasn't the oh, problem. I'm of, um... And basically, he just sends Boone away to get pins to keep him occupied while he saves Rose's life. Just you know, I'm thinking of that scene in Jericho where they actually do that. Oh. I'm thinking of a combination between what Boone wanted to do and what they did in Jericho. <laughs> and I'm like, they did it to Rose. How come she didn't have a wound? All right, never mind. Pass the liquor. <laughs> yeah. Um. So next scene, Jack goes to talk to Rose. You know, uh, we find out he was in seat 23A. Oh. Oh. And um, that's about it. And then <laughs> the hunting... Uh, the hunting party, um, we go. We cut back to them, and Kate and Mike are kind of making small talk. Uh, and they, then they come up on the board. Locke tries to give signals to everyone, you know, how they're going to corner it, and then um, Mike makes an outburst, and then the boar comes running out and attacks him. Um, Locke uh, falls on his back and can't move his leg, so we, you know, oh, no, what's going on? So next scene... Uh, flashback, Locke is playing uh, a strategy board game with his friend GL12 uh, oh. and uh, during lunch Randy comes in, starts antagonizing him um, Locke tells him that he's going to go on this walkabout and Randy doesn't think he can do it I mean, why not? He's a normal, able-bodied <laughs> non-paraplegic man Why can't he go on a walkabout? This is Randy's know. like I think this is Randy's biggest asshole scene because well, yeah. he like he's telling this paralyzed guy in a wheelchair, You can't do anything. Like mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's ridiculously heartless. Yeah. Like you know, the other stuff is like is almost standard like asshole boss stuff, but this is like taking it a step further, looking at his file and like finding things to insult him about. Yeah. Like it's 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 beyond the 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 beyond ordinary <laughs> Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. He's he's really an ass in this episode. Yeah, it's a it's a little it's a little much. I, I wonder why he hates he seems to just hate Locke. Yeah. Like something about Locke, I mean maybe it's just there's some sort of discrimination he has against, you know, disabled people or something and he just he he just wants to make Locke feel miserable as much as he can, but mm-hmm. it's a little weird. But that's Randy. That's Randy. Uh, then Locke, of course, gives the gives the very awesome. Don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah. God, I hope we don't have to hear that anymore this episode. <laughs> Let's wait and find out. <laughs> so, um. And in this scene is also the first scene uh, where first time we hear about Helen. 
All which, right. uh, you know, which is, we know who Helen is now. But mm-hmm. uh, We know all about Helen. So I'm going to toss over the reins of to you, because uh, that's the end of my notes, and that's oh, time for quick. you. Okay. Yeah, that was that was very quick. Um, minutes, 15. All right, well. <sighs> so we're back on the island. Kate and Michael and Locke are in the jungle. Uh, Michael's hurt. He he got uh, uh, scraped by the boar. Gord, um, please. Gord, okay. I couldn't think of the right word. Kate is sort of tending to him, and Locke is lying on the ground. Kate uh, stays with Michael, and Locke goes to get the boar. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, next scene, we have Hurley and Charlie trying to fish with a makeshift spear. Uh, and uh, laughs and fun ensue. And the next, <laughs> only the two of them could do. <laughs> right. Uh, next scene, um, Claire gives the naughty a picture envelope to Saeed, and Saeed looks at the pictures. Uh, now we know all about that whole situation. Um, <laughs> yes. Quite clear. Seen lots of Nadia. We've seen lots of Saeed. What he did afterwards. The whole thing. Mhm. And I guess one of our episodes explains more itself. Okay. So uh, the next scene: Jack and Rose sit on the beach. Uh, Rose explains why she has Bernard's ring on a necklace, and uh, Jack tries to talk Rose out of her moping state. And then, uh, then we cut to Locke hunting the boar, and then we move to a flashback. And uh, Locke's sitting on the bed, and he's talking to uh, to uh, to someone he's calling Helen, but he's actually paying her to talk to her, to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He tells her that he told Randy off, <laughs> which he didn't. Uh, I think in I think in Locke's world he did. He he definitely he definitely stood up for himself to a certain degree, uh, and and he didn't really back down. Uh, Randy just kind of left, so he didn't yeah. you know what are you gonna do? But um, I could see Locke thinking he you know if that's if that's the best he's ever done, I could see that Locke feeling like that was a victory. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I get maybe that's more than he usually sticks up for himself. So yeah. to him, that's a big victory. It's so sad, you know. Terry's a good actor. It, it's so sad watching Randy pick on him. Yeah, and just because you, you know, you, you just, you, I don't know, something about his face. You just, he's got a kind face, and it's like, why are you so mean to this guy? Yeah, like, what, you know, what has he ever done to you? He's just a, he's an old guy working at a in an office. Like, leave him alone. Yeah, I know. I know. Sad. And the guy's paralyzed, and you're, like, yeah. talking about it. Yeah, and then, and then when you find out that he's paralyzed, then it's, like, even worse. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if he wasn't paralyzed, it'd be, like, really mean. Like, but yeah. The fact that he's mocking him about it, I mean, you know, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. But, you know, I think, I think it could be said that some of Locke's um, – you know, the relationship that, that Locke has with Randy, um, you know, how they interact or how Locke responds, I think is, you know, obviously a direct result of the dealings with his father. Yeah. You know, some of those antagonistic things his father said, I think, uh, you know, Locke kind of responded the same way. Yeah. Yep, yep, you're right. 
course, we don't know about that yet. No. Locke has a father? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Yeah, that's really what we should say. Um, uh, Okay, so then then Locke tells uh, her about the walkabout. And, mm-hmm. and invites her along. For no apparent reason. If you're going to go on an arduous trek through the Australian outback, why would you want to bring someone, like a woman, along with you? Like, to, like, I mean, it's supposed to be a journey, a spiritual journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why he would think that. Uh, and see, to me, this is an example of, like, like writing when like you you don't you're only writing like you're only writing for this scene basically yeah. because as a writer you know it's not going to happen so you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. you know you can have a character suggest they go climb Mount Everest but if you know they're not going to do it then it's fine that you can bring that up yeah so it's that kind of thing where it's like it makes no sense why he would invite her when it's supposed to be this like personal journey thing yeah and like and up and and really you know hard to do. And it, and it uh, even more doesn't make sense that he's talking to someone he's paying to talk to him and has never yeah. met, presumably, and yeah. to imagine that she's going to come with him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if it were reasonable for him to ask, uh, it, it isn't reasonable. Yeah. So, uh, he's, yeah. He's, you know, I, I think she was kind of on the money to a certain extent when she suggests he get some therapeutic help. Yeah. Definitely. He's a little out of touch with reality. Definitely, and it reminds me of that uh, that scene from the more recent episode where he uh, where he goes to that place and they they take away his disability because he stops going to therapy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh yeah. yeah, that that was the uh, thing to do, obviously. But uh, you know, he found what he was looking for, didn't he? No, we okay. didn't. Now that we're sitting on that, uh, she uh, she gets disturbed, but... I can't believe it's almost $90 an hour just to talk to her. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Well, I guess it's like, what, a dollar some a minute? dollar fifty a minute? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Okay, I don't know. That is a lot, though. Yeah. Um, the place I call is a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah, the whole thing seems, uh, seems so dated. Uh, so she gets disturbed, but, and then, and then reveals that she's being paid to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so the situation goes from pathetic to even more pathetic. And, uh, she, of course, refuses the offer and then, and then hangs up. Yeah. That scene. Uh, okay, the next scene, Kate and Michael are walking back to camp, and uh, then they stop. Uh, Kate uh, climbs a tree to install Saeed's little device, and uh, in the middle of this, we cut the lock briefly, and, uh, and then uh, as Kate is about to, she pulls the thing out, and she's about to, Fasten it, I guess. They uh, they hear they hear Smokey, and uh, you know clanging around, and then she drops it, and so it breaks. Butterfingers. And, yeah. 
And uh, that's that. And then uh, Locke, and then we go to Locke. He's uh, continuing to hunt boar, and then he hears Smokey. And uh, Smokey approaches him, and then we we see, I guess, a Smokey's eye view of Locke. Smokey uh, cam. As it, a Smokey cam, as it goes up to him. Um, and this is uh, one of those things that they've talked about a few times afterwards. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's scanning Locke, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, next scene, we're back at the beach. Uh, Sawyer gives some items to Claire for the uh, memorial service that he found when he was scavenging. And I guess he's slightly ashamed, but he wants to sort of do the right thing. Anyway, no. uh, then the son teaches Wald about natural toothpaste. Uh, and uh, then Michael and Kate stumble in. That toothpaste thing was weird. And then, uh, oh, yeah, right, well, who knows? Uh, and then Walt uh, Walt talks to Michael, and he's a little con- slightly concerned about his wound and stuff, and then uh, and then Walt <laughs> asks. Uh, <laughs> that was always funny to me because, like, you know, Michael comes, like, stumbling in, bleeding and hurt, and, like, all the adults who see him are concerned because he's obviously hurt. But when they cut to Walt, he's, like, smiling and happy, and he <laughs> runs over to Dad. I and mean, it seems like it wasn't until he, like, got to him that he realized something was wrong. Yeah. Like, hey, Dad, what's up? Oh, what happened to your leg? <laughs> like, yeah, can't you tell I'm hurt? Yeah, he was, I guess he was happy to see him, or... Yeah, it's like happy. I don't know. It seems like the actor, like you know, Malcolm, like played it strange. He played it happy to see him yeah. instead of concerned right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It almost seemed to me like he was proud of him for, um, I don't know, going out and hunting and getting. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you're back. Like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Oh no, you're hurt. Oh. Okay. He thought that was a cool thing to do. Yeah, I know. It's all it's all very weird. Um and then uh then Wald asks where Locke is and uh then we cut away to Boone and Shannon who are bickering. And Boone then, and Shannon, the original Nikki and Paolo. That's right. <laughs> I miss them. I miss Boone and Shannon. Every time I see them I'm like, Oh Yeah. You guys are good for something, I think. <laughs> And then uh, Charlie shows up with a fish that he caught for Shannon, and uh, Shannon gloats, and uh, Boone apologizes to Charlie because he's clearly been uh, misled to some degree. And then uh, Boone and Shannon march off bickering and leave Charlie there all Mm. alone. Standing there with his fish in his hand. Yeah. No, don't they take the fish? No, you're right. They give it back. Um, yeah, that was a joke. Oh, 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 sorry. You get it? Yeah, I do. I get it now. You really? But I thought you okay. were just making a statement. No, I never make statements. Oh, okay. Although that was a statement. Oh, so was I've that. only ever made one statement. Oh, shoot. You just did like three, man. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. that's true. This isn't going to work. Ooh, ooh, God, you just don't stop. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get by. I with always that. make statements. How about that? Okay, that sounds a little more plausible. So, uh, so next we go back to Rose and Jack. Jack tells Rose about the memorial service, and then Rose reveals that she doesn't believe her husband is dead, 
and then uh, Jack sees the spooky dad apparition. And uh, then the next scene we have uh, <laughs> Kate and Saeed. The SDA. Right. <laughs> spooky dad apparition. <laughs> And uh, it's a setup for White Rabbit, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. Kate, uh, and the next thing, Kate gives Saeed back the the broken device. Saeed, <laughs> I love that. Here's your pile of shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Saeed's like, oh, okay, no problem. I could just take this and I can throw it on the ground because <laughs> it's all useless. Yeah. So uh, so Saeed's frustrated, but then uh, then determined to uh, to try again. Um. Jack shows up, and uh, Kate uh, Kate tells Jack that Smokey was headed for Locke, and yeah. uh, pretty much says Locke's uh, dead, based on what happened to the pilot. And uh, as Jack and Kate talk, he sees his daddy again, and uh, Jack follows, and uh, the. As uh, the place where he falls into, uh, Locke uh, comes out of the bushes with a boar in tow. Now, do you think that means anything? Um, that that like the 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 SDA kind of led him to where Locke was. Uh, I I don't, but I mean, do you, do you, what do you think that could mean? I just think it's, to me, it's just strange. I don't know. It's just a strange thing. I don't know what that could mean, like, because, I mean, if, I mean, what, I mean, the, the apparition is supposed to be, it's Smokey, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's who it should be. So, Smokey led him to, I don't know, I don't really know what that is. Smokey or the island. <laughs> yeah. Or Jacob, or, yeah, it's, it's not entirely clear, but I, I, yeah, I would say probably Smokey. Um, but I, but I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think we speculated about this last time and I just, I don't know, you know, it's you know, leading Jack there. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Locke would have made it to the camp eventually. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it seems like the kind of thing a dog would do, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, follow me. Hey, follow me to something interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, here's something interesting. Locke's catching a boar. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's the idea. But I don't know either. Or maybe Smokey didn't even know Locke was going to be there. I don't know. Yeah, who knows what Smokey knows. Because I think it's pretty much that same kind of area, or at least the scene looked like that in, uh, I guess, White Rabbit when he actually gets closer to the dad, right? Yeah. And he, he kind of goes into the, like, right from the beach to the jungle. Right. And, like, sees him. And so maybe he was going to present himself there, but then Locke showed up. So maybe that's all that was. Yeah, yeah. Although Kate was in tow. Yeah, that's true. I think it probably just wanted to show itself to Jack by himself. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe only Jack would have seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could be. You never know with those things. Sometimes, you never know. Sometimes everybody sees the vision, and sometimes nobody does. You never just... It's all, it's all up in the air. Rich tapestry. Right, rich tapestry. So, um, uh, uh, so the next scene, Claire uh, reads reads uh, off some things uh, uh, from the plane for memorial service. Basically, you know, whatever whatever she knows about the P 
people she's talking about, which is, you know, whatever's on their passports or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. various things. Um, Charlie uh, sneaks a sneaks a little uh, little heroin, little bump, little bump, little bumpy bump, and then uh, then he goes goes to the service, and uh, Kate Kate asks Charlie about Jack, and then uh, we go to Jack, and he's sitting all by himself, um, um, away from the group. What's his problem? What's his deal? Jack's deal? Yeah. I don't know. He's just being a he, bitch. He just, he, he just <laughs> well, that's those that saying. Um, is he is he just uncomfortable with death? Is that the idea? Like he couldn't save those people or something, or 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 what's his? Why is he? Is it just the emotional situation he can't handle, uh, or is it just like the fact that it's death he can't handle? Um. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I got an idea. What? I just asked you to answer. What if it's? What if he's thinking about his dad? Yeah, that, you know his. You know, like that's part. That's part of it. Like his dad's kind of one of the people who you know was, was dead on the plane. Kind right. Of. So yeah. maybe that's the. I think that's plausible. So, if, like, if he was going to say something about those people, he felt like he had to say something about his dad. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. He was on his way to a funeral. Yeah. So it's kind of like a funeral for his dad too. Yeah, maybe that's what that's supposed to be. I, I think that might be. I think I think the other part of it is like when when Claire comes up to ask Jack to to um you know uh, to be the one to speak at the memorial. Mm-hmm. I got the sense it's 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 partly that and partly what he struggles with in White Rabbit, which is not really wanting to be the leader. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that uh, feeling of this. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't want to be the leader. I just want to be in charge. Feeling that Claire coming up and asking him <laughs> to do this is indicating that she sort of looks up to him and, and maybe feeling that, that other people do too and kind of wanting, but, not wanting that le- leadership role. Yet. He wants it. He just doesn't want to want it because <laughs> he made the decision earlier. No, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna burn the bodies. That's what's got to be done. I'm not going to talk to anybody else about it. We're not going to vote as a group of 40-something survivors. I'm going to make the decision. Like, he wants to go and make these unilateral decisions, but when somebody asks him to step up to do something, he's like, oh, no, 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 not me. It's really weird. Right. And it's funny. It's it's that kind of, like, contradiction that makes him more realistic, mm-hmm. but yet more unlikable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's definitely a bitch, but I, but I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's part of the problem. But I, but yeah, it, it probably is mostly the the dad thing. Yeah, I kind of forgot that he the whole idea that he was basically on his way to a funeral before all this happened. Yeah. So he still got that on his mind, and he's never been able to deal with that. So that's probably what that was. Yeah, I agree. They should have put that in the captions or something. <laughs> Dak thinks solidarily about his father. We don't know yet. To the so, like, so maybe the idea is we see that, like, what's Jack's problem? And then the next episode we're supposed to realize. Oh, is the next one where we realize the whole thing? Yeah, the next one um, is White Rabbit where we find out about his dad, and that's oh, what that's he's right. doing in Australia. So um, so that makes sense. It's, I mean, it's, you know, really close. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I guess I'll go back and look at my notes again. Um uh okay right so uh 
so next, uh, Michael compliments Locke on the boar uh, kill, and uh, and then uh, he asks Locke about Smokey if he saw it, and Locke says that he didn't. Locke's first big lie. Yeah. <laughs> One of many. One of many. Um, okay, then we go to a flashback. Uh, uh, Locke is in the is in the the Australian walkabout office, and uh, I don't know what to Thanks. call it. The Sydney walkabout office. Thank you. I, is he in Sydney? I don't think he's in Sydney. No, he might not be. Because I don't know. the guy tells him they'll put him on a plane to Sydney, and so I, I got the sense they're somewhere else in Australia. Well, yeah, I don't think Sydney's right next to the Outback. He's probably yeah. in the West, Western. Um, that was always weird to me when he's like, we'll put you, what did he say? We'll we'll send you to Sydney on our dime. Yeah. And I'm like, how come he can't get his money back? <laughs> like, I'm sure he paid like a couple thousand dollars at least. Yeah. How come he can't get his money back? All he gets is a plane ticket, like for Sydney. Like, that's not a compromise. Oh, I think he does. He does offer him to give him his money back, doesn't he? I don't think he does. Because does, does Locke say I don't care about the money? Oh, is that what he says? I remember Locke saying like, "You already have my money, blah blah blah. Just let me go." And then, and then does he does he say that? Does he say we'll give you your money back? Where is Maybe not. I, I'm looking at the transcript. Yeah, I don't think he does, because I always was wondering, like, how come he never offered to to refund his money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe he just didn't say it. They, they really should give him his money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's not as though they've lost anything. Yeah, right? Is that he, uh, he's, I can get you on a plane back to Sydney on our dime. That's the best I can do. Like, I can't give you your money back, and I can't let you go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't say it, but... That's the thing. I feel like he means that and his money back. Like, that's the that's what he can do extra. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what he means. That's, that's the sense I got. But, yeah, you're right. He uh, he the, When he says he doesn't care about money, he's talking to the phone sex Helen. Yeah, that that was that was the line where when she said, "Oh, you have to try." I don't care about money. So anyway, yeah, I, I got that mixed up. It was also weird how she said you can't afford it. Yeah, I'm like, how does? She, I mean, I'm sure she knows where he works because he probably told her. But uh, but I guess the idea is he's called so much. Yeah, eight months, eight months worth of calling. I mean, that's a lot of money. Uh yeah, that is a shitload of money. At ninety dollars an hour. She probably got a promotion. Oh yeah. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> You're doing good with the with the John Locke guy. Keep him on the phone as long as possible. <laughs> That's the real triumph of loss. Hey. Um, alright, so continue. So uh Right. So anyway, the guy the guy tells Locke that he can't go because of his condition, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, we get the reveal that uh, Locke's in a wheelchair. What the fuck? And 
and then he fires off another, don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me, ever. And the music swells, and it's all very dramatic. It is. Um, a great scene, but, you know, when you've seen it six or seven times, it, it loses a bit of punch mm-hmm. um, when you know what's going on. But uh, the first time it was great. So, yeah. Uh, so I understand why people like the episode. Uh, okay, so then, uh, then, then we, we go back to the toe wiggling scene during the original plane crash, and, uh, we get to see a little bit more crash flashback from his perspective, Mm -hmm. um, stuff that they didn't show, and so now we understand why they showed that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then we go to Locke. Uh, in the present uh, on the island and he looks on at the service and he sees the wheelchair and then he smiles a little bit and that's it. As he's consumed by flames. <laughs> they like, do, do they do something with the camera and like the flames like fill the frame? Oh, did that happen? I don't, yeah. I didn't write it down. but uh, Yeah, okay. it's like he's looking at the wheelchair on the other side of the fire or whatever. And then, like, you cut the lock, and then, like, you know, you just see his face, and then, like, flames start going, and I think it just, like, flutters in the flame. Oh, okay. But, um, well, that's Walkabout. That's Walkabout. Classic episode. That was your favorite, guys? No. <laughs> um, no, very classic. Very classic. It is. I and. Mean, because before this, I mean, what? It was just a pilot, right? The pilot and Tabula Rasa. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I think this was one of the first big episodes. I mean, it had a huge reveal of the wheelchair and and then, you're, and then that mystery and then Locke saw Smokey, you know, who we, you know, who at this time were, you know, we were calling it the monster. Right. There was um, no reason to call it Smokey at the time. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, right. It's there's there's a lot and it's it sets up the Jack's dad, you know, uh thing. Uh so uh yeah, it's I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty pivotal episode as far as setting things up. That's actually what I was thinking about in terms of these three episodes. They set up a lot of really long term things mm-hmm. that like played out and really only got, you know, a lot of resolution pretty recently. So uh it's it's weird to see uh, all that stuff get set up. You know, this early on. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually trying to find something here in the old transcript. Can't find it, so it's not going to help. What are you looking for? I'm looking for... This thing Hurley said. But this thing doesn't have Hurley on here, so never mind. But, um, all right, so we're going to Solitary, huh? That's the next one. That's the next one, yay. Yay. I can talk more. (laughs) I love that. Open my notas here. All right. So... Solitary. No song for that one. No. 
Uh, and when it starts, first scene, we got Saeed on the beach. He's looking at uh, pictures of Nadia. Um, uh, he happens to uh, see something out of the ground. Oh, a little backstory. So in the previous episode, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, uh, he he tortured, basically tortured uh, uh, Sawyer because of the whole thing with Shannon's medicine, right? Yeah. So he felt bad about that because, as you know, as he said, he he had promised never to torture again, and then he was forced to do so to help a, a young, beautiful woman. Right. And um, who, as we all know, she just needed to breathe, right? <laughs> of I saw everything. And uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, it's true. Literally, she just needs to breathe. And um, so he decides to go off and, and, and uh, you know, think and, and be by himself and sort of ostracize himself, as well as uh, map uh, the island, uh, which is one of his goals, which right. I forgot until this. So did I. Until the thing at the end. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he see, he happens. So he's at the beach. You know, he's however far from camp, and um, he sees something sticking out of the ground. He goes over to it. Lo and behold, it's a cable Ooh. going into the ocean and going into the jungle. Where could that lead? Um, you know, as a wild guess. I would probably say it goes to an underwater station called a Looking Glass. Oh. Um, Interesting theory. Yeah, you know, I just kind of thought of that made it up, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good one. Know. You even got a name for it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a big Lewis Carroll fan. I so see. if I was going to name an underwater station something, that's what I would name it. Okay. Especially one that had wormholes. I was gonna say, why would you name it that? But that that's that explains it. Wormholes. 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 Um so he 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 gets the cable and he decides to follow it into the jungle. And next scene we've got Jack, um he's changing Sawyer's bandages and Sawyer tries to lay a guilt ship on him for letting uh for letting Saeed attack him in the first place, you know, torture him in the first place. Um Kate, uh, next thing, Kate's worried about Saeed. has been gone for two whole days. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and Jack reassures her that uh, Saeed can take care of himself. Cut to Saeed not being able to take care of himself. Oh. Uh, he's checking through the jungle, and he sees the tripwire. Two points for Saeed. Uh, he steps over it and gets caught in another trap. Minus two points. Um, <laughs> I broke even. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, this is one of Danielle's non-doll-based traps. This is before she found the doll, the stash of dolls, or wherever she got her dolls from. Oh, right. The doll supply. Um, I don't think she found the dolls yet. And I do want to talk about our old friend, Russo. Uh, we, we will have an opportunity to talk about her quite a bit in this episode. Absolutely. Uh, and I want to talk about specifically why is she making traps. I don't think I don't think we've ever talked. Have we ever talked about why she's making traps? <laughs> I think we just assume that's what she does is make traps. Yeah, you know, uh, it's one of those things where she's always done it. I've never really questioned it. Yeah, I mean, you don't question the sun on why it shines light. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, it's just 
She makes no traps. Question, yeah, she, she's a trap maker. <laughs> yeah, she that's makes a good trap. I, I, I could make a few guesses as to why she might be doing that um, in terms of the story, but should I do it later? Um, I don't care. Okay. So, uh, you know, maybe to trap others. Well, now, as Devil's Advocate would say, why would she want to trap others when we know that she's only survived this long on the <laughs> island by staying out of the Don't bring up like that this. line. <laughs> <laughs> that that line is the death of her. It just makes her look silly, everything she does. Like, I know. Oh, God. Yeah, well, I'm just basing that on, you know, that's how she caught um, Ben. Was, Who's uh, Ben? You mean Henry Gale? Sorry. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, Henry Gale. That's how she caught Henry <laughs> Gale. We should totally, like, we should totally only talk about the episodes in relation to their seasons. You know, like, so when we're in season two, all we can say is, you know, Henry Gale, <laughs> until, we get, until we get to the Ben part. That'd be funny. What is he doing? I wonder why he's on the island. Did his wife die? How did she die? <laughs> God, man, we spent a lot of time being wrong, asking yeah, really, really wrong questions. Yeah. Ooh, maybe she had the sickness. Yeah, maybe the wife had the God. sickness. Oh, man. The wife wasn't even on the island. That was a big load of shit. Yeah, doesn't have a wife, number two. <laughs> um, so what were you saying about, about old D, that she's trying to trap others? Yeah, that, that was that, that's one theory. Um, because I hear them whisper. An- another theory might be trapping animals for food. No. And uh, <laughs> that's it. I think that's all. The I wire. Have. See, the, to me, the wire trap, um, the trip wire, I should say. What is it called? Trip wire. <laughs> Sounds right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like an animal trap to me. Um, but I guess an animal could get trapped by that. The the actual pressure plate thing, I don't know what she rigged up with that. He put his foot on something. I mean, that's some crazy rigging. You know what I mean? Like, you put your foot on this thing, and then this rope comes, grabs you, and, yeah. And then, like, yeah, okay. So, anyway, we're on the essence thing we're talking about. Yeah, that's so. Charlie's, uh, that, that trap that he stepped on really recently, the one that, you know, killed him. Yeah. Uh, that was another. That was another one of those where he stepped on it, and it yeah. and it triggered the the thing. I don't what, know how it, she's doing a, that. Was it a what? What was it? A dart or a, it wasn't a knife? It was right? like it was a, like a, it was like a stick arrow. It was like an arrow. Yeah. How, how do you how do you rig something like like to like the only way you could get an arrow to fly that fast, any sort of thing like that, would be some sort of bow like device. Yeah. And you'd have to, like, you know, rig it and then, you know, hope that the rustling of the trees and no other animals would, like, screw up your rigging. And, uh, but then, yeah, he steps on the thing and, yeah. She's crazy, man. I want to talk about uh, her backstory. And that one's really bad for catching others because, you know, pretty much kills And it's bad for catching animals, too, since most animals aren't, like, you know, almost six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, the height isn't good for... Maybe a polar bear, but I don't even think that would kill a polar bear. No. Unless it hit him in, like, exactly the right place. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. and they Yeah, they, they have a lot of blubber. They don't usually walk upright, either. No, they don't. So, uh, 
Blubber. Yeah, we do. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so okay. So anyway, he steps over. And he gets uh, you know, and then he gets caught in another, and then and then other in the other trap, uh, or in another trap, however you want to say it. Um. And then it swings him up, and then like it hits him against a tree where she has a, like a thick thing that punctures his leg, and uh, which is just like. Just in case you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you thought the trap was the, the, the worst of the, your problems, here's a hurt leg for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, so we 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 fast a bonus. forward. Yeah, it's a bonus. Uh, fast forward. He's been hanging up there for a while. I'm asking myself, he doesn't have a knife on him, so he can cut himself down. Like he just, I don't know. Saeed, you're crazy. You don't have a knife. Locke had a whole case of them a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's been a few episodes. They're gone now. They're gone now. <laughs> They're back in the prop closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so anyway, someone's there. Ooh, who is it? And, of course, he needs to get trapped for the plot. So. Yeah. Uh, someone cuts him down, and then he passes out. For no good reason. Uh, right <laughs> oh, before look, he coming. gets a good look. Sleepy time for oh, Saeed. Now, now I'm on the ground. I'm going to go to sleep now. Thank you. <laughs> Call me when tea time's ready. <laughs> um, I guess the idea is that he's been bleeding or something. Yeah. Uh, although I should tell you, not that I'm a doctor. Um. <laughs> But um, if you're hanging upside down and you've got, you know, a leg injury, uh, you're not going to bleed too much because of the, you know, the pressure. Uh, you know, the, your blood pressure won't be able to push the blood out of something above the heart like that. Yeah, most of your blood will go to your brain and stuff. Yeah, so he actually, it's actually good that he was upside down because uh, yeah. it probably saved them. That's what but, they do uh, a lot of times. You know, hospitals, they put the injured thing up. So the blood mm-hmm. doesn't rush to it. Yeah. So um, that part's good. I mean, the hanging thing isn't necessarily fun, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. I guess the idea is he passes out because of I don't know what the the, the getting injured, being exhausted, dehydrated, yeah. all that stuff, and because uh, there's no way she could carry him to uh, <laughs> to her lair, so we have to cut so we don't see that part. Right. Um. I guess I guess she's supposed to drag him. I don't know. Yeah. I doubt she could. I doubt she could hoist him up. Even Russo. Yeah. It's a lot of man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's continue. Um, I don't know what that means. That's a um, lot of man. That's a lot of man. I don't. I just meant he's he looks heavy. Um, of course, of course. What else would you mean? The next non-homophobic scene, um, homophobic what? Um, Jack is tending uh, to uh, some random guy's hives. Who is this guy? Did we ever get a name on this guy? What guy? Oh, the the hypochondriac guy? Yeah. Uh, I guess he has a name. I should look in the transcript. I think he does because I, I think his name is in the, in the closing credits. Um, let me see. Where does that scene come? Uh, I guess I should know because what you just said. Sullivan. His name's Sullivan. Sullivan. Oh, he looks Irish. 
Yeah, that's in the... I saw that in the credits. Sullivan? Who the fuck? Oh, yeah, that guy. Is that his only name? That's it. Okay. So, anyway, Jack calls him a hypochondriac, even though, I should say, he actually has a condition. It's not like he's making it up, but uh, he's got hives, Jack. He's not crazy. <laughs> Those hives exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I guess the idea is he makes more out of it than it is. Um... But I don't know, maybe it's the sickness. Who knows what it is? Maybe it's not hives, Jack. Maybe it's the sickness. Ooh. Because Rousseau killed people for the sickness. I haven't seen that guy lately. Yeah, he's not on the show anymore. <laughs> he got a chance to play golf, and that's it. That's it. Can I play? You know, you know I, think, I think the purpose, one, one thing he does that's good is, you know, his character just comes out of nowhere and so mm-hmm. I think when Ethan does the same thing, it's not as noticeable. Oh, yeah. Because they already did it once. So totally I, not noticeable. So I think that's because if Ethan had been the first person to not be part of the main cast to kind of like, you know, all of a sudden start doing stuff, it mm-hmm. might have been more shocking. But having this guy there first, I think, you know, offsets that. So I just noticed yeah. that when I was watching the episodes. I'm like, oh, that was a good, that was a good thing to do because it makes, you know, the Ethan thing work a little better. Well, and plus Ethan was like helping, and he was yeah. hunting with Locke, and he's getting fruit, and he's just like total helper and smile mm-hmm. on his face. So yeah, you totally don't expect him to be who he turns out to be. Yeah. But uh, anyway, next scene. Um, oh, oh, sorry, this scene. Oh yeah, here's the here's the line that I wanted to bring up from Hurley. Uh, Hurley's telling Jack that you know they need something to do. Everybody's you know bored and stressed. Blah blah blah. And then Jack says, well, things could be worse. And Hurley says, how? And I'm thinking, just wait till the others show up. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see how. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's funny, because I remember when he said that. How could things be worse? I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. How could they be worse? Yeah, they get a lot worse. Yeah, they do. And, of course, things could be worse. But, I mean, the point is, things are pretty bad already. Things aren't that bad. Things are not that bad. They're not that bad in terms of the show. In in real life, it sucks. I mean, in real, real life, yeah. I mean, of course, it's not that great. They're stranded. They expect to be rescued. They're not being rescued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing, and I think it kind of brings you out of that that like. But it even, but I mean, it even could be worse in real life because I mean, they at least have food. They have water. They have they have a lot of stuff, you know. They got all the stuff from the wreckage. It actually could be a lot worse in reality if they didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah, you know, no no animals or plants to eat or something. And yikes. Anyway, um, next scene we've got Saeed and uh, Danielle's Leia, and he wakes up to various blank, uh, various expressions of uh, where is Alex. Alex. Yeah, in different languages. I could do like, I could do two. I could do English and Spanish. Yeah, I don't remember the. I don't know the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I don't something, know any Something, something, Alex. Yeah, give me the Alex. Where is my Alex? Um. So he gets shocked by. Um, and this is an interesting move for a woman who. Stays alive on the island precisely by avoiding these types of encounters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's funny that, you know, she's never 
see another per se, but she knows <laughs> this is one of them. I know. She's, a, she's insane. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, like, to her, they're just like a mystical presence. But mm-hmm. but here's one, and later, there's another one. Yeah. And like, and they're, oh, they must just be people, and here's here they are. And, it's yeah, she's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think she necessarily thinks they're mystical. Uh, I mean, she's only heard them whispering, but I think she assumes they're regular people. Yeah. Uh, that, for whatever reason, she just can't find. I don't know. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, I had a question about this whole torture machine. Uh, did she set that up just in case she found one of the others? You know, <laughs> or was that like an impromptu thing she just, like, threw together? You know... <laughs> I can't believe she just, like, set that up just then. I guess she could have, but, I mean, like I said, where did she get the batteries? Uh, I would assume from her supplies from the, uh, from the, So they're, like, 16-year-old batteries from the... Yeah, they still work after 16 years. Science vessel. Die-hard batteries. And she's just like, I'm just going to rig this little torture device for this guy. I guess she could have if she had those sitting around. Yeah. I mean, that's what they teach you in science school is how to mm-hmm. torture people. So, <laughs> with 16-year-old batteries. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I heard. So, anyway. Um, yeah, and I forgot about is- that because I think at some point we questioned or I questioned how she got power down there, but in this episode, they reveal it's from the batteries. Yeah, is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I assume the batteries were powering, obviously, the machine, the torture chamber, but the lights and stuff in there, I guess, supposed to be batteries, too? That's what I assumed. How did she even build that place? What was that place? <laughs> that was a really sophisticated version of that thing Alex made. That, uh... <laughs> See, Alex, this is a real way to do it. Learn from your mother. <laughs> the little thing you made, oh, that's, that's child's play. That was just a hole in the ground. Yeah. This is a home. This is a home. Yours is a little child's fort. This is a home. Yeah, I, I, it, it's weird. I can't imagine that she somehow dug out a hole that was like, what, like, at least like 12 by 12, right? At least. If not bigger than that. Oh, yeah, it was big. It was, it a was good, pretty big. It was a good and size then, like, room. And then, like, but weren't the walls, like, cement or something? <laughs> uh... I, thought, I thought there was, like, Stucco on the wall. I don't think so. <laughs> I saw some wallpaper. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. And it looks to me like, I mean, she's got a lot of shit in there. I got the impression that she lived there, um, which makes me wonder, you know, where does she live now? Well, I got the impression she lived there, too, until she blew it up. Yeah. Um so I think she just made another hole somewhere. You think she's got another place like this somewhere? That's something I can think of. Yeah. Uh, where okay. else does she live? Who knows? 
I just never thought about it. She just sort of comes out of the woodwork occasionally. I'm like, where are you living? Are you just like, literally out of the woodwork? Sleeping wherever? Yeah, it really is literally. <laughs> it really is literally. It's literally, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get to say that too much. Not enough. Not enough for my taste. Um... Well, I was going to pop in my DVD and take a look at the walls because I, I thought it was really sophisticated, but whatever. Oh. Yeah, from what I recall, it, there's, like, shit there, like, furniture or something, I think, like, covered. Yeah, I, don't... I, I distinctly saw Ikea furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she did it, but... Yeah, I mean, that table that Saeed fixes the thing at, like, I, you know, it, it, the chair he's sitting in, like, where did he, where did she get all that stuff from? I don't know. But it's probably <sighs> easier for her to put it together since she speaks a lot of languages. So right. Got some Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic comedy. Cut and dance comedy here, folks. Get it while it lasts. Because, uh. <laughs> you know, Everyone. instructions always have a lot of other languages on them. So. Yeah, because, you know, when you buy something and you got to put it together, it's always complicated, and they never have instructions in English. Yeah. And see, Rousseau, she speaks a lot of languages, and she could probably read them, too. And so that's why the joke is okay. Just taking you inside the joke. You've gone inside the joke with Claude and Justin. Please don't move anything. <laughs> Keep your hands inside the vehicle. Um, okay, so what are we doing? Are we done yet? <laughs> uh, no. Are you Are you still looking for the thing, or are you going to... What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Okay. We're not on the schedule, are we? No. Good. All right, let's move on. Okay. So... What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? 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 The next scene flashback. Saeed is torturing a man for information. There's a bomb that killed some soldiers, so he's trying to figure out what's going on. This is back, you know, with Saeed and his old Republican Guard days. Oh, when I was a young man, I tortured many people. So next scene, we got Saeed. He's getting promoted because he's doing really well, and he sees uh, a young, beautiful woman being escorted somewhere in the jungle. I mean, somewhere in the camp. Um, well, I don't know if it's a camp. What is it, a fort? I don't, yeah. Compound. Yeah, there you go, compound. That's good. Um, and then uh, next thing we've got Locke and Ethan. Who's that? What the fuck? This guy came out of nowhere. Uh, Locke and Ethan talking to Hurley. You know, they just gotten back from hunting, uh, I think. Wait, what are they doing? Oh, they found some supplies that they are giving to Hurley. <laughs> You're asking me what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. And um, and then I think they were going to go hunting, though. That's the idea. Yeah. And they claim that night is the best time to hunt. Right. I'm thinking, oh, really? When you can't see anything, mm. that's the best time to throw knives around. Oh, <laughs> uh, when you say it like that, it sounds like it's <laughs> ridiculous. 
<laughs> yeah, night's the best time to hunt when we have no way of seeing it. And, of course, they get to make these torches out of thin air mm. that they can use. But even that, I mean, the animals would hear and see that coming. You yeah. know, they would see the flames and, like, run away. But yeah. Whatever. Maybe the animals are sleeping. They can creep up on them. Whenever they want torches, they get torches. Yeah, they go to the torch machine. They mm-hmm. put in a put in a nickel, and a torch comes out. <laughs> That's cheap. Yeah. Hey, it's just fire. You can't get much for a nickel these days. Well, on an island, you can get a torch for a nickel. All right. Yeah, it's not bad. I know Hurley thinks they have it bad, but if he knew how much torches cost here in the states. <laughs> But then again, he's a millionaire, so he wouldn't care. Yeah, not really. Um, that's kind of suck for Hurley, though. Yeah, it really does. But How he's the kind of guy who doesn't really like care that much. Yeah, yeah, right. That's good. I just wonder. Um, I mean, because you know, like his mom or his dad has that money now. Oh yeah. You know. Um. Because he had a financial manager mm-hmm. and lawyers and stuff. So, you know, I'm sure he had a will. He must have had a will. Yeah, they would have made him have a will. So he probably left it to his mom. Yeah, definitely left it to his mom. Mamacita. Mamacita. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that to Hurley's mom. Uh, so next scene we got Mikey and uh, not Mikey, Michael. Not Mikey. Not Mikey. What? Mikey's here? <laughs> I think I see Mikey in the background. Yeah, he's playing golf. Yeah, he's got So uh, Michael and Jack are are playing golf against Charlie and Hurley, and uh, the hypochondriac guy comes over. Uh, I feel like I missed something. I skipped really far. Sorry. Sorry, I went to the wrong page. <laughs> I'm like, they haven't even shown, Hurley hasn't even shown them the golf course. Somebody playing. <laughs> Sorry, I skipped to scene 20. Let me go to scene 10 now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you didn't even notice. You don't even know what's going on. No, nah, I don't remember how the episode went. <laughs> um, I'm just along for the ride. And then Locke said, don't tell me what I can't do, and then the end. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, next scene, Walt wakes up and, and talks to Locke, and he says he wants to go hunting. And Mike wakes up and says, Nuh-uh, not so fast, buddy boy. Go back Aww. to bed. And then Hurley, uh, looking, in, looking in the stuff that Locke gave him, uh, finds something that deserves a whoa, dude. Because he says, whoa, dude. Oh, yeah, right, right. Next scene, uh, back at the torture chamber, um, Saeed tells his story to Danielle. Um, oh, sorry. I'm, I was trying to understand what this note meant. I just made a typo. And uh, now it makes sense. So basically, uh, you know, this is the scene when, you know, if you were just watching, you find out that she's the French woman. Yeah. Uh, she's the one who left her recording oh so many years ago. Um, but of course, Danielle doesn't think uh, that he believe his. He, he does, Danielle doesn't believe his story. Uh, she thinks he's another, and then she knocks him out. 
Uh, there's a lot of things being, you know, passing out and getting knocked out in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's, a good, it's a good way to end the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have a scene when no one's there conscious. Um, uh, next scene, uh, he wakes up and uh, Danielle's going through his stuff. He sees her name on a jacket um, and, you know, says, Russo. And then uh, she finds his pictures of Nadia. Now, here's a question. Why? What's the deal with her her name being on this jacket? (laughs) I don't know. Because to me, that's really weird. Like the 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 way the name was on the jacket. Yeah. How big and like it looked. It just looked strange. It looked very suspect to me. That, that that her last name would be so big on like the back of a jacket. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, what situation would you be in where you need to have your name on the back <laughs> of a jacket like that? I have are, no idea. Are you ready for my crackpot Rousseau? Series? Oh no! Are you ready? Don't let it hang on the on the jacket with her name on it. Oh, no, God. that's only one part. Maybe I'll save it. Maybe I'll save it. I mean, it's not it's not just the jacket, believe me. It's I want to hear. Oh, it depends on stuff from later? No. Well, yeah, it's her whole, it's everything. It's everything. It's the culmination of everything we know about Russo. All right, go ahead and say it. Well, basically, it boils down to this. I don't think she was part of a science team. Okay. I don't think she's a scientist. Okay. Uh, from, and correct me if I'm wrong, refresh my memory, but I don't, I can't really think of anything I've seen her do that that a scientist would do. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds funny to say, but like really, like you know, so, some of the people who have certain skills and certain you know their their occupations have have you know uh, you know found a use, usefulness on the island. You know, Jack, of course. You know, even Arnst has stuff to say. You know, being a science teacher and. You know, obviously with the Nicky and Paolo flashback, you know, we saw him with the bugs. The only example um, I can think of is uh, Juliet's a real scientist. Say that again? Juliet's a real scientist. Yeah, Juliet is a real scientist. And so we've like, seen her do science things. The <laughs> stuff she's done demonstrated that quality. Um, yeah. But, you know, Russo is in a unique situation. Uh, she's not living with other people. She's been, like, by herself for 16 years. You know, I think that might have some effect on your psychology and behavior patterns. And, like, what sure. could she have done that would have demonstrated her scientist Well, let's see. Not shoot people with rifles. Um, you know, not torture people with makeshift battery uh, devices. To me, I really think, and, I, and I, I'm pretty close to wanting to, to really believing this, is that she she's some, like, part, something to do with, like, not an escaped convict, but like to me, she's certain she's shown she has shown certain skills. <laughs> it's hard to say sometimes. Shown certain skills. Oh, that's easy. Um, where I think um, she was maybe um, you know some sort of uh, criminal almost uh, because she's she's really adept at trap making. Scientists are not trap makers. Okay. Now, I would say if she was a scientist, you know, that maybe, you know, depending on the science, that maybe she, she had, you know, this, this sort of knowledge about how things work, and so she could kind of figure out how to make traps. But she, she's really good at making traps and different kind of traps. And to me, that's not a scientist. 
and um, and that and some of the other things she's done, I just I just don't think it adds up. And and her whole story to begin with, I think is a little strange. Yeah. Um, here's a story I'd like to paint for you. Follow me back in time, 16 years ago. Um, what if Rousseau was? Oh, I don't know. Just say she was like, um, she was a prisoner. I don't know. She was on a ship or something, and they were, you know, pregnant. Of course, I believe that. A pregnant um, prisoner. They were, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it Which happens. Makes me wonder, what do they do if you're pregnant and you're a prisoner? Well, depends. Mm. Um, but um, I, I'm thinking something along the lines of she crashed there, you know, because even even. Um, even Saeed says, you know, a science team with rifles. I mean, that's strange. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking something along the lines they crashed there, and she had, it's kind of like Kate, she had the opportunity to escape. And so she killed the rest of the people because they were her captors. I see. Something like that. Very loose theory. Because no. I think at the very least... Like no robber, no... Well, no, losing his arm. I believe some of that, yeah. Um, or maybe, or maybe they were. I don't know. See, her her being pregnant really fouls things up. Because uh, I could see them being like a team of mercenaries or something. <laughs> like maybe being, you know, uh, maybe they were being paid to go uh, to go to the island and kidnap Ben or something, or I don't know what, you know. Um, but her being pregnant really fouls things up. Yeah. I just don't buy the science story. I just don't buy that. I I I agree. It's not plausible, but I but I do buy it. You'll buy anything, though. Yeah. I might. All right. Well, at the right season price. four rolls around. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, one of these days we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that uh, Russo flashback and uh, fill in all the details, or at least some of them. I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do do do. Um, we get a flashback. Uh, Saeed is uh, questioning Nadia in relationship to the bombing, and then um, you know, we find out that Saeed and Nadia were friends when they were kids, and they haven't really seen each other since. Nadia's not going to say anything, and then Saeed says, "Well, he's going to have to hurt her." Uh, next scene, we've got Danielle. She wants to know more about Nadia. And then uh, Saeed wants to know who Alex is. Next scene, uh, Hurley gets um, he gets things that he's like busy going around and getting things together for his very special secret project. Who knows what it is? And uh, soon after that, uh, we're back with uh, Danielle and Saeed. She doesn't believe um, you know she doesn't believe his story, and and then you know Saeed tells her the story, confesses that he's responsible for. Nadia's dad, and then uh, Danielle gets really creepy and looks like she's going to kiss him. Uh, very scary, but good acting. Uh, next scene, uh, Mike shows Jack his plans for a shower system. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> which I don't think they ever built. No, they never um, got that together. They, they no. kind of, yeah, they just didn't. It started working on a raft too soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was what occupied him. Like, why take a shower when I can get off the island? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair point. Maybe I'm, I'm really getting myself to staying here a little too soon. Uh, maybe I should try to get off first. Yeah. 
Yeah. Before I bathe here. Um, there will be lots of showers once I leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, guys, if you only know what he's going to do to you next season. Uh, if you only know. But he seems like such a nice, well-meaning father. What could he possibly do? He's only been a father for a week. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay, so what did you do? Okay, so then, yeah, Charlie comes in and tells everyone that Hurley wants to show them something. And by everyone, I mean Mike and uh, Jack. Um, so then they go, next scene, Hurley displays his golf course, two holes, par three, uh, you know, the guys think that he's been wasting his time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Danielle, next thing, Danielle asks Saeed to fix her music box. Um, and uh, let's see, sorry, I wrote a note there. Then uh, he says, you know, okay, I guess. Next scene, uh, Mike and Jack are playing golf against Charlie and Hurley, as you might remember from earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this time it actually happens. And then the hypochondriac guy, what's his name? Stevenson? Sullivan. Sullivan. Uh, he comes over and he wants to play and basically the secret's out. And uh, next scene, Saeed wakes up. He's uh, chained to a chair now and uh, so he can fix the music box, of course. And he and Russo make small talk while uh, he fixes the box. And, uh, you know, he makes the know, oh, a science team armed with rifles, you know. Then we get some details about her backstory, as she tells it. They were three days out of Tahiti, and then, you know, it was about two months later that um, that the sickness, the sort of events of the sickness started, and and uh, she claims that the others are the carriers, and she hasn't seen them, but they whisper. Right, so... Sweet um, nothing's in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wanted to mention the... the, uh, the uh, I... As I remembered it, she wasn't on the island that long. I didn't remember it being two months. Yeah, that's um, what she says. So that would mean that she couldn't have been she because she mentions later that she, you know, uh, when she delivered a baby, she had already like killed everybody and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. which makes me think that she wasn't that. You know, she was only maybe seven months pregnant or so when they actually yeah. crashed on the island. Yeah, I, that, you're right. That doesn't really add up to how it's because I believe, and I don't know when she said that, uh, but didn't she say like soon after she she crashed, she had the baby? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, I, I think she might. Goes? It's. I know they talked to her in numbers. There, there's, there's. She appears in several later episodes. At some point, she talks about that. But uh, I don't remember when. Well, the handy dandy. Thing here will tell us. Okay, I guess you never said that. How about this? All right, this isn't working. I'm trying to search the transcripts for the thing. What are you searching? Danielle Russo. Well, I'm searching for her line about when she, uh, when the others came. Oh, you know what? Um, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it? Um, wasn't it the episode where she fakes the uh, the the smoke? 
Could be. That was that's the finale. Hmm. Yeah, well, this thing doesn't seem to work. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'd like to figure out what uh, what exactly she said, but I don't know. This isn't working. So anyway, she claims in this episode at least it was two months. Which is not what I thought. I got the impression they got there and, you know. Yeah. I thought it was like, like two weeks, soon. maybe. Yeah. And she had the kid and killed everybody, and the, the others took her baby, you know, in, in short order. Boom, but, bam, uh, boom. This gives a very different impression. Like, they were just hanging out for a while, and then, like, shit happened. Yeah, I don't think that, I guess the idea is that the others didn't didn't really find them, you know, that soon. Yeah. Didn't know they were on the island that soon. Or maybe just waited. Which makes some amount of sense. I mean, it'd be harder to see... You know, the plane crash was easier for them to observe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Than a shipwreck. Yeah, yeah, nearly two months we survived here. Two months before dot, dot, dot. So, yeah. And good question. I think you asked that earlier about the Black Rock, right? Why was she, uh, what were they doing with the Black Rock? Yeah, she mentions they were coming back from the Black Rock, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, what what are they doing there, you know? It's, or maybe she just says that so they'll have a reason to go there later. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's always those meta reasons for people to say things. Yeah. But, uh... I was hoping there might be a real reason, but I just can't. I mean, from what we've seen in Black Rock, there just isn't much there. There's dynamite, you know. I mean, I well, maybe they, maybe they had just found it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're just tracking. I mean, you know, she. I mean, I was gonna say. Well, I don't think they did this then, but I was gonna say she had those maps of the island, but she probably did that a lot later. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. Maybe they had just found the Black Rock. But it always was so weird when she goes, we were coming from the Black Rock. It was them. They were the carriers. <laughs> like, somehow going to the Black Rock, um, proof, you know, like, that's where the proof was. That yeah, that's the others the, are the carriers. That's the thing. They they bring up the Black Rock a few times. You know, we don't see it until the, the season one finale. And I, I think they're kind of building up the Black Rock as being some kind of scary place. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to imagine that somehow they went there and that's how they... <laughs> discovered that the others were the carriers, which I don't even, like, whatever. I I don't believe that. Yeah. Especially now. We've spent a lot of time with them. I don't think they're carrying shit. <laughs> Except indifference towards non-others. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're not sick, uh, besides this whole, like, pregnancy thing, which I don't think is the sickness. Um... Uh, they seem to be doing fine as long as they don't have babies, and they they certainly didn't give it to the you know the the lost people they've had contact with. Yeah. So the sickness just looks ridiculous now. I I don't know what they were doing with that. I I I get the sense they they've given up on it. I mean they we don't even I mean that's the thing we don't even know what the symptoms are. Right. I know we know like nothing about it, <laughs> and uh, and so. I don't know. They went through season three without even mentioning it, pretty much. 
um, you know, we we thought it was coming back up in that in that episode where Claire got sick, but uh, it you know turned out to be induced by an implant. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I think the sickness might be dead. Hmm. Yeah, and her whole well, that's later. I'll save that. So next, uh, let's see. Next scene, we've got uh, Sadia. Sadia. <laughs> that's what that's what you call the uh, them as a couple. Yeah, Sadia. <laughs> Oops. Sadia and Naid. Um. Saeed and Nadia, sorry. So Saeed brings Nadia some, uh, I guess, pita bread. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, some sort of some sort of uh, bread thing. Bread type dish. Uh, that looks very dry, but this tasty. is really dry. <laughs> dry but tasty. It's only. I don't know. So next scene. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He brings her some pita bread, pita bread or something, but she still won't cooperate. Um, so uh-huh. next scene, uh, Boone comes to tell Shannon that someone's built this golf course. Um, and then Kate and Sawyer are talking, you know, as, as Kate, and Kate's going to go check it out, and Sawyer doesn't want to. And she recommends that he makes more of an effort, uh, you know, to fit in. But I don't think he will. Call me crazy. I don't either. So next scene, uh, say he's done, he's fixed the music box. And then all of a sudden something roars outside. Danielle says she hopes it's a bear. And uh, she packs her things and goes after it. Why? I don't know. Um, does she plan to kill the bear uh, and eat it? Um, is it just her usual bear patrol? Um, I don't know. If it is a bear, why does she need to go kill it? <laughs> Leave it alone. I'm asking you. Oh, um, I don't know. She's crazy. And, of course, I think the whole bear thing is really just contrived to get them out of that situation. Yeah. uh, So that, say, you could get a rifle and blah, 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 and they could have the whole showdown, blah, blah, blah. Because, as we'll see, the the subject of the bear uh, is is only there for a second. Yeah, Um, yeah. They don't actually find the bear. No, they actually forget about the bear. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so the next scene, we've got Saeed, uh, flashback. He's ordered to shoot Nadia. Uh, you know, it's been over a month since she's been there and, and he's, you know, been interrogating her. Um, you know, and it dawns on me that scenes like this, when there's like a, you know, a military type, type situation and like somebody wants to let the prisoner escape, it only really works if like the good guy, you know, like the Saeed guy is like, you know, kind of up in the chain of command because he gets to go tell those guards to leave. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he wasn't, you know, an officer or whatever, he wouldn't be able to do that because that's obviously against protocol. Why? Oh, don't, don't worry about it, guards. I'll mm-hmm. take this one. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. Like, it only works if you're up in, up in the chain of command. You can't just be, like, a private and be like, hey, guards, I'll take this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get out of here, buddy. Get out of here, Gomer Pyle. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, um, next scene, yeah, he comes in for Nadia and, and grabs her, and the next scene, 
Uh, he helps her escape, you know, uh, and um, wait, what am I saying? Sorry, 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 I'm reading this wrong. The next scene is back on the island, Saeed is escaping. Okay. Uh, escaping from <laughs> the chains. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, Saeed escapes the chains. I don't remember Nadia being chained. <laughs> hmm. Oh, God. So, sorry. Saeed is escaping Danielle's uh, little torture chamber. And, um, you know, he grabs her maps and he grabs the rifle and then he leaves. And he leaves the pictures of Nadia behind. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't want to look at those anymore. Um, next scene, we've got um, everyone is watching as uh, Jack and the gang play golf. Um Walt comes up to Michael and says, hey, you left me alone in the cave. Yeah. And Mike's like, hey, you want to play? And it's like, this is really weird. I remember when I first saw this, thinking it was weird. Like, He's like, hey, man, you want to play golf? And Walt's like, no, no, there's people who are, you know, and that's okay. There's other people wanting to play. Oh, no, they'll let you play. And then they're like, hey, Mike, it's your turn. Okay, bye, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> like, how come he didn't give his turn to Walt? Like, I know, that's he, exactly what I was turn. thinking. It was the obvious chance to let him play. And he's like, well, yeah. see you later. Oh, you say you don't want to play? Bye, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. He wasn't willing to give up his turn and then walk and then walk leave. And then he just let him go back. I mean, the whole point was that you left me alone. Yeah. And then like, okay, now go be alone. <laughs> so weird. What a great dad. Yeah, yeah, this isn't one of his shining moments. He has very few, actually. <laughs> he really does. Um, I think building the raft is the best thing he's ever done, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that that, that led to a lot, but it was still an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Next scene, we've got uh, Danielle. She's tracking something in the woods. Let's all hope it's a bear. Uh, but it won't matter. Uh, so he comes from behind, and uh, he tells her to put the gun down, but she aims her gun at him. And, uh, you know, a little standoff there. Flashback. Saeed is escorting Nadia to her death. Um, he relieves the guards and helps her escape. You know, and he tells her to go get in the supply truck and escape into town, and, and he fakes her escape by shooting himself and, and shooting his uh, superior which is something Michael will do later, the old fake shoot. And and we Um, all thought, I remember thinking at the time, uh, oh, Saeed will realize because he did the same thing, but he never did. Yeah, no, no. And and that's what, it was funny when I think about this scene, it made me think, wow, you better hope that that superior officer guy is dead because of a fake movie. He only shot him once, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, if he's still alive, he'd be like, Saeed, Yurah, kill him, you know. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Nope. Nope. Um, let's see. Next scene, um, we're back on the island with the standoff with Saeed and uh, Rousseau. And, uh, you know, she's – it's weird because, they, you know, they do this scene twice. The first time, you know, Danielle raises her gun right. and, like, aims it at him, and he doesn't shoot. And the next time, you know, her gun is down and she she raises it up. Okay, 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 wait, do over, do over. Yeah, do over. And Lower your rifle and try trailer. it again. Yeah, so crazy. Um, it's the miracle of television. The miracle. 
When is a miracle? Only on ABC. Mm-hmm. Or CTV in Canada. Or any other network if you're in a different country. Right. Um, only on those. <laughs> or even iTunes. Or even iTunes if you download it. One ninety nine an episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You ask me, that's a deal. I agree. The steal of a deal. Oh, yeah. A bargain, perhaps. All right, I'm going to continue. All right. So, say you pulled the trigger on Danielle, but alas, the firing pin has been removed. Oh, Robin yeah. didn't notice either. <laughs> I'm so cunning in my French ways. <laughs> um so anyway, she tells the story of how Robert and the rest died, and, and she doesn't want to let Saeed go. Um, and then Saeed, you know, the same thing he did before, you know, and, and it, it's really just a writing thing, but it, it also feels like uh, Saeed is, like, somehow, uh, you know, very conniving or something because, uh, you know, he tells the story of another story of Nadia, which makes her let her guard down. You know, the first time he tells her, you know, he was responsible for her death, and now he's telling her that, you know, on the back of the pictures that Nadia wrote, you'll find me in the next life and not in this one. Yeah. You know, which helps to, you know, put uh, Rousseau at ease uh, or feel sorry for him or whatever happened. But it just seems like he's, he's doing that on purpose. Like, here's a sad thing I can tell you about. Right. You going to shoot me after I say this? Uh, no, you can't shoot me. There's a lady who I killed who loved me <laughs> and who shall love me again in the next life. Um, so anyway, she puts the gun down, and uh, she warns Saeed to walk over the lofties very closely. And then he asks who Alex is, and she says, Alex was my child. And uh, then I ask the question, where's the bear? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you worried goes, about the bear? She just goes off, and I don't know where she's gone, but she's left. Yeah. Uh, next scene. She does um, that, Russo. She can just leave. Who knows where she, she goes? No, we're back to Maui. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So next scene. Uh, Charlie is facing off. Or actually, Jack is facing off against Charlie, and uh, people start making bets. And then Sawyer comes in, surprise, surprise, to make an effort. What? And uh, he comes in and bets. But you can't bet because he just bet. I, you can't bet. He be bet. I just yeah. bet. You can't bet. I just <laughs> bet. Love now, that. Now, this is pretty trivial, but I'd like to understand how this works. Okay. This whole, like, I'm going to say something and, you know, uh, I say he doesn't make it and I got blah, blah, blah that says that. Like uh-huh. like Sawyer, for instance, says I got two twos of sunscreen and a flashlight that says he chokes. Okay. Uh-huh. So – so if he so let's say Jack let's say Jack uh does choke. Let's say he doesn't Jack does not make it. So Sawyer was correct. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> like what Basically basically um see that the problem is they're betting they're betting limited he's betting limited resources. Um I would only guess that there's probably only two tubes of sunscreen on the whole island. So what well, what should happen is he should get what he bet from whoever took his bet, which is Kate, and Boone took it too. Okay. So he should get the same thing from them. So but, he, of course, they probably don't have those things. So, okay, so the idea is if, if Jack doesn't make it, then Boone and Kate are supposed to give each give him two twos of sunscreen and a flashlight. Yes. 
Okay, and if Jack uh, makes it so he's wrong, then he has to give each of them tutus a sunscreen and a flashlight? Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, he would have to give them both each tutus a sunscreen and a flashlight. Okay, so, okay. <sighs> right. Okay, so so he stands to lose exactly what he stands to gain. Yes. Okay, all right. I didn't understand how that was supposed to work. So the more people that bet against him, the more he might have to give away or the more he could potentially get. Well, yeah, I mean, it's basically like, you know, 10 bucks if the, you know, if the team wins. Well, if you bet 20 people that, then that's $200 you can win yeah. or $200 you can lose. I see, okay. Okay. So, yeah. It's just kind of weird because he's betting something he probably doesn't, you know, really have to give. Right. Uh, he's probably only got two tubes of sunscreen. I can't imagine how many tubes of sunscreen and flashlights he's got, right? He can't, uh, can't be that many. He can't be I mean, that I many. He, I know he hoards stuff, but how many could there really be? I mean, he could have, like, he could have a few. I I don't know. He could have a few, like maybe if there were like mini ones or something, or yeah, if there was like yeah, that's the thing. Probably a lot of them would be travel size. Yeah, which you know wouldn't add up to that much. You really need sunscreen if you're going to Sydney, though. Oh yeah, it's sunny out there. Actually, I should say, do you need sunscreen if you're going to LA? Oh well, it's sunny there too. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I live in L.A., and I know people who live here, and they don't put on sunscreen all the time. Mm. Anyway. That's well, if they're going to go hang out on the beach. There's no beach in L.A. See, that's a misnomer. That's a, that's a mis... Uh, whatever it's called. There's no beach around the area? There's no beach in L.A. It's just like everybody thinks, you know, when you're in Texas, like you live on a farm. There's no beach in L.A. There, really? L.A. is actually 12 miles inland. No, no I know, but isn't there a beach, like, that you can no, drive to? That's a joke. I'm joking. Oh, God. But L.A. is not 12 miles inland. It's right on the coast. <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> See, I joke because it's funny, I thought. Right? Funny, funny. Uh-huh. I, I, I really believed you, and I was invested in the conversation. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, I was like... LA is 12, 12 months inland. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, but isn't there? Yeah, no, it's not. It's Yeah, I know. So that's my joke. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Woo! So what I said is true. They could go hang out on the beach. If you were going to LA to go hang out at the beach, yes, that is true. But I think a lot of them, you know, well... I mean, if you're in Sydney, you got a beach there, don't you? Different people were doing different things. Yeah, but I think I think in Australia, if you're going to go do outdoor activities, um, stay know, where you are. Sunblock wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I guess I don't know if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, which like Locke was going to do. He should have some. Well, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, if he was outside, he'd, he'd get burned. With that bald head, mm-mm-mm. Yeah, he's in the outback, though. There's no sun in the outback. <laughs> did you believe that one? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you almost did. 
Um, all right, so that's how that works. Um, yeah, I did. I just I've seen people bet like that, and I guess I really didn't. I never quite understood what was supposed to happen. So. Um, yeah, that's my understanding of the situation. Now I feel so educated. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just a regular bed, right? It makes sense. Like, I guess what I thought made it made it a silly thing to do. Uh, like, the the what I thought was, since he was betting two tubes of sunscreen and a flashlight, like, I just, I'm like, what do you gain? I mean, I just, I didn't understand they had to give him that. I felt like if he lost, or I felt like, uh, I felt like if he won, he didn't get anything. Well, essentially, I mean, you can bet whatever you want. I mean, they could be like, you know, he could be like, I'll give you two tubes, you know, I've got two tubes of sunscreen and a flashlight. That's his bet. Now, someone else could say, okay, well, I've got, you know, if money was valuable, 20 bucks on that. And if he thinks that's about, you know, an equal amount, then he can take that and he would get 20 bucks and then they would get the flashlight, you know, who won, you you know, the stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't have to be the same thing. But uh, since they didn't say that they were going to bet something else, um, although I think I think Boone said something about uh, ten bucks. Because Hurley says five bucks. He's obviously joking. And then Boone says ten. I I don't really think they have money to be giving because it doesn't even matter. I don't. Right. Maybe they do because Sullivan says I don't have any cash, but I'll bet my dinner. Yeah. So who knows if they were really going to give each other money? Because that's kind of pointless. But it is, especially Hurley. I mean, Hurley's got money. Yeah, Hurley just only five bucks. Come on, Hurley. Yeah, come on, come on. You're holding out on us, Hugo. Mm mm mm. So so I learned something. I'm glad. Well, that's good. Maybe I'll learn something in your episode. I always thought it was stupid. Like I'm like, well, if you lose, you have to give this up. But if you win, you don't get anything. This is a stupid bet. Well, no, that's the whole point. If you take somebody's bet, you're agreeing to the, yeah. you know, to what you're betting. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. Well, but the only thing about it is, you know, the more people bet, it gets scarier. I guess it depends on what the odds are. But the more people that like take your bet, the more you stand to lose. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, they only gain, you know, one unit of that, but you gain multiple units of whatever the bet is. Yeah. Because if you bet 20 people, you gain 20 times as much as you had, and they they individually only get, you know, one unit of whatever it is. But they only stand to lose one unit, so it's it's still, you know, it's still fair, it's just but they don't don't get as much out of the situation. It's better for you, though, because you can win a lot more, but you can also lose a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, so. okay. So there's 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 some balance there. That's not bad. Yeah. Um next scene, uh we've got Locke. He's practicing his knife throwing and Walt comes and joins him and he wants to learn how to do it. Then uh, and Locke, Walt I'm sorry, Locke kinda gives him the knife and he's gonna go help he's gonna let him practice. Uh the next scene we got Saeed uh, making his way back to the camp. It's starting to get dark and he's, he's running really he's you know hobbling really fast because he's sort of got a makeshift crutch and uh he starts to hear whispers and uh and to me this was a very scary scene and one of the best endings ever. Yeah. I love the end of that of this this episode. It's great cuz he's he's freaked out. He just heard all these stories, you know, from this crazy lady he didn't believe, and now here's these whispers that are freaking him out, and um, he doesn't know what to do. And you, and that this this way they shot it, like so close to his face. You know? Yeah, it's very good. 
I agree. Yeah, that was a good one. Good scene. And there you have Solitary. Lost. Done. Lost. Nice. All right. Well, good choice. Lots of lots of stuff there. Wow, we've been breezing through these. We're we're breezy. Wow, we'll probably be done in an hour. Yeah, you know, yep. yours to do. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I guess I'll get started. Um, next episode, raised by another. Here we go. Yay! We start off with uh, Claire's dream. Uh, she she hears the baby and she's not pregnant. And we start off with her eye opening. By the way. Um, uh, then she uh, gets up and walks into the jungle following the sound of the baby. And uh, she runs into card-playing dream lock, and he has uh, a white eye and a black eye. And after saying some uh, sort of ominous but, you know, plot-relevant things. And uh, then, uh, then Claire follows the baby again, to a crib in the woods. Uh, there's a there's the famous oceanic mobile on the on the crib, and mm-hmm. uh, then she pulls back the blankets to find blood, and then uh, she screams and comes out of her dream state. Uh, and uh, Charlie's trying to stop her hysterics. Uh, she was sleepwalking apparently, and she has blood on her hands. And then. Uh, Lost the title, lost. And then uh, the show starts. I guess we get uh, Jack fixing Claire's wounds. Um, Jack questions her uh, about uh, her medical situation uh, as far as the pregnancy goes. Um, and then we uh, move into a flashback. Uh, Claire and her uh, her boyfriend, I guess, Thomas, fret about the results of her pregnancy test, mm-hmm. and uh, Thomas suggests, uh, after a bit of uh, fretting, uh, Thomas suggests the idea of them, you know, having a baby and having a family, and he doesn't really say much, but that's what he's implying, and then uh, they they talk about it a little bit more, and then Claire seems to give in to the idea, and then... Uh, we move back to the island. Uh, Jack goes to talk to Kate, who's standing on the beach, thinking. And uh, <laughs> they talk about a few things. They talk about Saeed being gone, and then they talk about Claire's baby. Um, basically, this episode and the last one. And then uh, Charlie and Claire are out in the woods having a cup of tea. Uh <laughs> I always thought it was imaginary tea. <laughs> it just looks it looks like anything was in those cups. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the peanut like butter a, thing. Yeah, I just thought that was like imaginary tea. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it, you never, I don't think you ever see liquid there. No. But, uh, yeah, and I, I did wonder where they got the tea from. Where did you get tea? How do you brew some tea? <laughs> uh... That's, yeah, and especially since tea parties are, uh, you know, famous. And are and are Australians known for drinking tea? 
So should I just drink a lot of tea? Because I'm not British. I guess. I mean, they might have inherited that from their British ancestors. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know what the tea drinking situation in Australia is. But maybe one of our Australian listeners can tell us. Uh, I'm looking at Perry. How prevalent. Uh, yeah, Perry. There's another one, too, I think. Uh, but, yeah, uh, tell us how prevalent tea drinking is in Australia. I really don't know. I, I, I could believe that they do it. Maybe not as much or it isn't as important, but maybe it's more important than it is here, which is to say not important at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so if it, yeah. If, if it's important in the least, then it's more important than it is here. Is here. Yeah. Uh, hot tea is just not even a thing here. Uh, uh, it's all about coffee or uh, yeah. iced tea if you want tea. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. So they're having the the tea. Charlie uh, talks about. He shares a dream of his. And then he suggests to Claire that that they be friends. Uh, Claire, uh, in the biblical sense. In the biblical sense. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Claire just says, Charlie. She, I don't know. I guess she doesn't know how to respond. And then Charlie uh, says, Oh, that's okay. Never mind. And sort of walks away. Oh, strike two, Charlie. A bit strike rebuffed. Uh, so then we move to a flashback. Uh, Claire and her friend, I don't know what her name is. That's Rachel. Rachel, huh? Okay. Uh, are you serious? Yeah, it's Rachel. <laughs> the way you said that scared me. Okay, it is Rachel. No, it's Rachel because, remember, she was, uh, I mean, if you do remember, um, she was, there was a Rachel involved with the loss experience. Oh, yeah, you're right. People thought Rachel Blake, yeah. Rachel, and uh, so I always remember that name because of that. That's weird. I mean, you saw her. It was definitely not the same person. That's really weird. Maybe maybe there was a while before you found out what she looked like. I think in the very beginning of it, um, there was only like an audio message or something on the website, something weird like that, and it was like, this is Rachel and blah, 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 and I'm going to take these guys down or something weird. And, okay. Um, I don't know if she had an accent though. Yeah, I know that's the other thing I was gonna say. I mean, the the Rachel Blake and the thing would had an American accent. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. People people come up with anything. Hey, at least um, the names were the same. That's true. Give them that much. They were the same. Um, I just didn't. I didn't remember. Uh, and it just seemed wrong. But uh, yeah, okay. So uh, so Claire and, and her friend Rachel talk about Claire um, moving in with Thomas, and then they change the subject to the psychic that they're going to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they go to the psychic's house, and inside the psychic's house, uh, he uh, he begins to give Claire a reading. He uh, asks her about the baby. Um, uh, you know, I hate that like thing that. They do where, you know, uh, so when would you find out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> that could mean a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if, you know, I, I guess. So, if, <laughs> so when you find out when I walked in on him and he was sleeping with my sister. Yeah. And I came home from work early. Like, wait, what do you mean? Oh, you mean the baby. Oh. When, when my boss called me in and told me the company was making cutbacks. and like, There's all sorts of things you could find yeah. out. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's one of those things, one of those techniques you can use to kind of try to pull information from people, yeah. make it seem yeah. like you're psychic. Of course, he does actually say something that indicates that he is psychic, yeah. but that that setup just seems weird to me. It seems like he could just say, and like, why don't you? Know? It seems like he should know, but whatever. Yeah, it, uh, it, I think it, I think it's it's part it's partly a writing thing and partly a you know they're writing for a psychic, so they want to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I think a, a, a regular crackpot psychic would have just been like, so when did you find out? What about the baby? Yeah, the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they and they get the impression that you really knew what they were saying. Mm-hmm. You know, oh God, he knew, he knew. So you know. it is pretty crazy. She's only been pregnant about you know, um, less than you know about six weeks or less at yeah. this point. Um, so, you know, that's pretty crazy that he could, he could know or have even found out. That's the now, thing, and that's, that's all part of the fine line between fraud and real psychic that he, uh... Well, the, 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 the best way for him to have found out that she's pregnant is for him to go rooting through her trash and find the pregnancy test. Yeah, now, yeah. That's fairly easy to do if you know she's going to come. If you know you. she's coming, and the only way—I mean, the only way I can imagine that he would know that is if the friend tipped him off. And why would she do that? And why would she do that? The only reason for her to do that would be um, if she was going to make some money off of it, or if she wanted him to tell Claire something specific, like don't move in with the guy, or or you know, give the baby. You know, like if she want, you know, was trying to convince Claire to do something. And she thought, oh, I'll just pay a psychic to tell her, and then she'll believe her. Yeah, believe, you know, believe the thing. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's it's I don't know, it, and it just seems like a bad thing, you know, for him to, you know, if he if he takes walk-ins, he's not gonna have time to collect information on them. Yeah, you know, it's the only way he can really do it is if he knows he's coming in advance, and maybe they make appointments or something, and 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 he has time to to look into them a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but. Uh, it certainly doesn't seem um, that way in this episode. So anyway, he. Uh, you know that uh, you know that psychic in Dallas. You know, like when you're driving on uh, 35 South. Have you, you ever seen that psychic? There's like a it's like a house with a big palm. It's like a palm reader. You ever seen that house? I think like I have. Right off of 35, near uh, near like Zang. Oh, d- oh, down there. Yeah, literally like 12th and thing. You know, that big bank. I should have seen it, but I, I just don't I don't remember. I've definitely been there. I, yeah. Not to the place, I, I just, but in the area. When I was in Dallas recently, I saw that place. And, you know, it, ever since I was a kid, that place has been there. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe they're still, like, in business making money or whatever. I don't know what's going on. I've never seen anybody go there, but it's like this big house. But on the front, it's it's got this neon sign that says, like, Psychic Palm Reader. With a big hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, we had a psychic uh, little place, like just just like literally, you know, half a block down the street, um, in this little uh, sort of shop complex kind of area, and mm-hmm. uh, and they they never seemed to get any business, but they were there for a long time. We we never really saw anybody there. You know, they always seemed empty. Wait, was it was it just a business or was it a house too? No, it was just it was just a business. It was in a business like it was in one of those like shopping center kind of thing. I don't know what they're called. It's not a shopping center. It's it's more of a quaint version of that. Like like something you would see um in downtown or something, you know, just like a a row of businesses, but it's not a shopping center. It's not that big. 
Yeah. You know, but it, but it's not houses either. They're 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 you know they're they're business building places. I just, I don't know what the word is for those. Business um, building places. I think you said it right the first time. <laughs> I don't think it's very eloquent. <laughs> I'm sure there's a better word. CVP. All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we uh, always thought that was weird that they stayed there, but I guess somebody went, or they wouldn't have stayed in business for so long. Wasn't there a psychic off of? Uh, or maybe you're talking about the same thing. Are you talking about off of Greenville? Yeah. Oh, then I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that place. Yeah. But was it, didn't that place have a connection to the mob or something? Didn't I hear that? <laughs> that was a theory we had. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bring that up. But uh... I heard. I heard. I heard a theory that the place was always there because it has a good connection to the mob. Oh, the... Campeses too, right? Oh Campeses yeah, Campeses, the, yeah, the Egyptian the... pizza restaurant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Campeses. <laughs> All sorts of mob connections uh, yeah, where I used to Dallas. live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of all places. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think so, but... Uh, yeah, when the mob guys went out of New York in the 50s, yeah. we relocated to Dallas. <laughs> oh, we're trying to put a little fun in our bleary lives. Give us a break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Like, ooh, maybe it's the mob. Ooh. ooh that'll make living in Dallas more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it God. didn't, though. It didn't. It still sucked. It was just Dallas with imaginary mobsters. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. The same shit. Uh, okay, anyway. Um, uh, so he asked her about the baby, and uh, and then after a bit, uh, he started closing his eyes and getting the vision, I guess. And and then uh, uh, he seems to get disturbed about something he sees, and then refuses to do the reading. Uh, and uh, he sort of shoes Claire out, uh, and so they leave. And then uh, uh, the next, uh, I don't really know how this segues, but apparently the next thing that happens is Claire has that vision. Uh, where she she sees uh, Ethan injecting her, I guess uh, that that famous thing that she that she saw uh, mm-hmm. she saw a couple times. She sees it again uh, later in the maternity leave, and uh, uh, and so she uh, starts screaming, and then uh, Jack. Yeah. What? It's not to mince words, but did she? Is that a vision she saw, or is that just what happened? Yeah, well, I put vision slash real experience. Um, okay. Because I, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be real, but you know, the, the the Jack's big theory is that she's imagining it. Yeah, we think it's she's imagining, but yeah, okay. But yeah, I guess I guess it really did happen. I just I don't know. I didn't I I didn't quite phrase it that way. Anyway, uh, so Jack and Charlie go over there, and uh, then Charlie leaves uh, to to find the guy. Jack stays there. And then Michael comes over and asks about the guy. And then Claire tells them about the guy. What guy are you talking about? <laughs> Ethan. Oh, the guy who the guy who, Claire? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm phrasing it that the way because they don't know who it is. Oh, I see. At the time, you know, they're just talking about yeah. a hypothetical person who's a well, doctor. 
I love when it happens and she's screaming and everyone comes running over and Ethan comes running over. Mm-hmm. He's like the second person they cut to yeah. in that whole thing. And you think, well, it can't be him. He's standing right there. Right. That would be ridiculous. Well, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Claire, Claire tells him uh, that he had a needle. And uh, that's that. And then we uh, – and then Jack, Jack goes over to Hurley – Who's off uh, looking for for this attacker? And uh, Hurley has a torch, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, one nickel, her- please. Right. <laughs> um. Oh God, I lost my place. Uh. Oh God, what happened? Oh, here it is. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Hurley realizes uh, at that point. Uh, this is pretty much the 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 plot moving itself forward. At this point, he realizes that they don't know who each other are and mm-hmm. uh and uh um and and the one thing that occurred to me is that Ethan doing this is what sets Hurley off doing this census thing yeah. like it's, it's Ethan's you know uh doing this that uh that causes him to get caught really yeah so uh it never really occurred to me that he kind of did himself in it wasn't Hurley didn't just like think of this out of nowhere it was this situation that made him think of it you know, maybe he would have eventually anyway, but maybe it would have been later. I don't know. So anyway, um, uh, Hurley Hurley brings up the census idea uh, at this point um, because you know they just they want to know who's there. So uh, so I guess so they can hold people responsible for doing things. Yeah, dude, we don't know who's living at the beach. Who's living <laughs> anywhere, man? Man, he's not even Hurley, man. You love that. <laughs> That's a great. That's a great way to prove his point, but to also like, like make himself seem suspect. Yeah. Like we don't know who anybody is. Case in point, you don't know who I am. <laughs> like, whoa, you're right. And who are you? Now I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But who so can suspect Hurley? We um we never found out why he's called Hurley, have we? No. No, we still don't know. Lost Mystery 3582. One of the few things that's still up in the air. I don't know how important it is, but... uh, One of the few things left in the air? Oh. What? Did I say that? Yeah. There's plenty left in the air. What what I meant was one of the few things from these episodes left in the air. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. God, I don't even remember I said that. Um, (laughs) Like... 2.5 2.5 seconds ago. I'm like, oh, shit, did I just make a ridiculous statement? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, in the next, uh, then we then we go to Charlie comforting Claire, and he promises not to leave her. Then we uh, move into a flashback. Uh, Claire's hanging drapes, and Thomas comes home. Thomas looks troubled. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, Tommy... Oh, Tommy, you really let me down, buddy. You really let me down. And it wasn't you just know, about the chips. <laughs> you know, it wasn't about the chips. I love how she says that. Oh, don't worry. I didn't eat all the chips. Uh, <laughs> like you really thought, oh, really no thought that was going to be And by chips, did she mean french fries or did she mean potato chips? That's oh, no. She should have said crisps. But they're Australian. Who knows what they say? Who knows what they say? Perry, come on. Perry, what do they call chips in Australia? Um, 
And what do they call French fries? Hmm. Well, hey, matter of fact, give us a list of all the foods <laughs> and what you call them. <laughs> all the foods. Okay. You know, as it's been said before, you know, Thomas looks a lot like uh, Michael yeah. Emerson. Yeah. And, uh, like, a lot. Like, that could be his son. Like yeah, definitely. They got the same. And it's funny, like, that in this scene when, like, you see the back of his head. I'm like, mm-hmm. that could be the back of yeah, he's got the same kind of hairstyle. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty uncanny. I'm surprised they're not related somehow. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, that, that fueled a lot of theories, their, their similarity yeah. in appearance, and, and him yeah. doing the artwork, you know, that mm-hmm. <laughs> appeared in a similar form later in the mural. Um, Claire, I can't have this baby with you. I'm an other. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't buy that, but... Um, Me either. Um, you know, it was really sad because, like, you know, he was so happy-go-lucky yeah. to have the baby with her, and then, like, he I guess he didn't think it through. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Goes, now man. it's real. Yeah, he goes, now I don't feel like I'm getting attention. He goes, man, all this responsibility got to be here, got to be there, and the baby's not even here yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And he totally bailed, and, it, and it's weird to be like, this is over I mean, it's weird to say this is over when you're having a baby with someone. Yeah. Because it's not over. She's going to have that baby still. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, but he's going to anyway. play no part in the baby's life, nor in hers. Well. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a shitty thing to do. Talk her into having the baby and then walk out on her. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Um, bad. He's, uh, yeah, he's an ass. But, and then he pulls the entrapment card, like, oh, you just you were supposed to be on the pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Now like, he busts uh, that out. That's probably like that's probably like next to like you're fat. That's probably like the worst thing a woman ever wants to hear, especially if she's pregnant in both cases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't want to hear you're fat, especially if you're pregnant. And if you're pregnant, you don't want to hear you trapped me in the Mm-hmm. She seemed genuinely upset. I, I don't get the sense she really did that. No, 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 no. You know, I always thought it was weird too in that earlier scene uh, when she finds out she's pregnant. She says that her her mom was going to disown her. Yeah. Uh, is that just because she she's fairly young, or because she wasn't married? I don't I know mean, why, but her mom's 18. in a coma. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. So. <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't know what that means exactly. Yeah. Forgot about the whole thing. Isn't Kate's mom in a coma too? Uh, Kate's mom, she wasn't in a coma. She was just sick. She had, She's like, cancer sick. or something. Um, sick mothers. Sick mommy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they both got to visit their mom in the hospital and make a, you know, heart. Heartfelt heart plea. Felt plea and, yeah. Uh, Claire's mom didn't wake up though, so uh, yeah. I, I but I think the idea is if she were going to disown her, I guess it's because it would be f- because maybe because she's too young, maybe because it was you know out of wedlock. I mean, she's not that young. I mean, she is that young, but I mean, she's over. She's like what twenty two or something, or twenty or. Well, I don't know how old her character's supposed to be, but yeah, I guess that's all the act. I mean, she's definitely not under eighteen. Yeah, and I feel like she's. I thought she's at least 21. Yeah. I see those wrinkles, Emily. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not too old, you know. I mean, a lot of people have babies at that age, but maybe her mom, you know, thinks you shouldn't because yeah. it's irresponsible. It seemed like maybe the idea is her mom had Claire when she was young. Yeah. So one of those things. Yeah, could be one of those Drama. Things. But, I mean, the reality is she doesn't – I don't think she has an opinion. I don't think she even knew Claire was pregnant, so – yeah, and I don't think Claire knew her mom's in a coma at this point. Yeah, of course she didn't. But uh, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. There was a lot of my talk mom, about that uh, after the episode where we find out she's in a coma. My mom's in this only once she gets out of her coma. Yeah, and, and Thomas says she basically has already. Like I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to mean if she's in a coma. I don't know that she's in a position to do that, or maybe that's what he's referring to. I don't know. Wait, anyway. wait, 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 wait. What's going on here? What? Claire's mom was in the episode with Christian. No, that was Claire's aunt. Oh, that was the aunt. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We thought it was her mom, but it wasn't. Oh, that's right. Oops, never mind. So I'm like, wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> Can't pull a fast one over on me. I'm too clever for you, Mr. Lindelof. Too clever by half. So, anyway, um, uh, Thomas says he can't do this uh, regarding the, you know, them having a family situation. And then uh, he explains why he doesn't like uh, what they're doing right now. Claire gets upset. They fight. Thomas leaves. Wah, wah. Uh, Never to again. Never to be seen again, indeed. Uh, back at the cave, Claire sits there. That's a scene for you. Um, Curly goes up to Locke to include him in the census. He questions Locke a bit, and then Hurley leaves. Um, apparently he doesn't like Locke very much, or he's scared of him or something. Um, next scene, Jack, Kay, and Claire Lee... Jack and Charlie talk, Clearly. and uh, mm-hmm. Jack's skeptical that someone actually attacked Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions that there's no mark on her stomach. I guess, I guess maybe he didn't successfully complete the injection. Um, I was thinking about that, like why, why she didn't have a mark. But, uh, um, I don't know. I just assumed it was a, you know, it was a needle and and it was a very small mark and uh he didn't I mean it was dark when he was trying to look in anyway. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. I mean is that the idea that he didn't he didn't succeed in I mean, why does he think he can just inject her while she's sleeping and she won't wake up? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty absurd his methods. I mean, I I don't know how he thinks that's going to go on without yeah. incident. God, I can't imagine. I mean, because if he's injecting to the baby, I mean, he's got to go through like, uh, I mean, ugh, he's got to go through a lot of layers of stuff. Oh yeah, you know, so it's really odd. I don't know what to do with that. Um, yeah, I just wondered why there wasn't a mark, but yeah, maybe he just didn't see it. I don't know. I thought maybe he didn't actually get the injection done. Um, who knows? So Charlie defends Claire, and uh, and then Jack uh, mentions that the stress could trigger an early labor. 
Next uh, scene. Foreshadow- foreshadowing, maybe? Just maybe. <laughs> I love that. It's like, just because if they didn't have that, people would be like, oh, why is she going into labor now? Mm-hmm. But hey, Jack just said it, and now it's true. Yeah, you're right. That's, God. Oh, the machinery of writing. It's, it looks so crappy when you know what's going on. All you have to do is look behind the curtain. Yeah. See a man in a typewriter. I know. It's sad. It's sad. I Sometimes I hate noticing that stuff. Yeah. I used to just go with is, it. The illusion is a lot more, a lot more mystical than, uh, than the reality. Yeah. Oh, well. So, anyway, uh, the next scene, Hurley walks over to Ethan to include Ethan in the census. Um, he questions Ethan a bit and then uh then leaves. Um and I wanna note, uh, because uh, one of the things I wanna say, uh uh I wanna advance uh is my the thing I've said before that, that Ethan never knew about the manifest. Mm-hmm. And I wanna note in this scene he does not have the manifest. He is just writing names in a notepad. Mm-hmm. That's it. And uh so yeah, so I just wanna note that about this scene. Um for, for future, future reference. So, uh, uh, okay, next scene, Jack walks up to Claire, who is seemingly writing in her diary um, that, uh, that that Charlie finds later. Uh, Jack uh, tells Claire about his, his skepticism, um, and he also tells her about the dangers of stress for pregnant women. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gives her a sedative, uh, wants to give her a sedative, and Claire Claire gets upset that Jack doesn't believe her, believe that she was attacked. Don't believe me. And then uh, you think I'm making this up? Well, what is hacked? <laughs> and you want to give me some sleeping pills? <laughs> Australian's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's very easy to, to do goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You do too much. You're goofy. What do you say, there, Jack? <laughs> oh, I'm Australian. <laughs> That's weird. I didn't realize how how Australian. It's goofy a fine line is. between Australian and goofy. <laughs> oh, we learn a lot on this podcast. So anyway, uh, we do. Claire, uh, in a huff, leaves the cave. Um, we move to a flashback. Claire goes back to the psychic to follow up on the earlier experience. She goes inside, and he starts the reading again. He mentions Thomas leaving her, and uh, he gives her a chance to walk away, uh, not knowing what he saw. She refuses, and then he says that uh, it's crucial that she raise the baby. Um, And then uh, 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 she... uh, indicates that uh, that's not necessarily what she wants to do. And so he gets upset, and she leaves. Um, Danger. Danger surrounds your baby. (laughs) Uh, Your nature, your spirit, your goodness must be... (laughs) Uh, How are we doing that? Okay, sorry. It's a good one. Um... Uh, Claire, Claire's in the next scene. It's still a flashback, but it's another scene. Um, Claire's sleeping, and the psychic calls her. Uh, he tells her not to give the baby up for adoption there in Australia, but uh, you know he has a plan. He doesn't reveal what it is, and uh, she hangs up. 
Mm-hmm. And the next scene, Claire's trekking, and then Charlie. You know, what? can I just say, you know, he's been calling her for months. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, don't you think she would, should have like gone to the police or yeah, or made some some you know? She just kind of wakes up and is like, oh, not you again. It's like, come on, like this guy's crazy. Like at first, at first he says, okay, oh, I see something bad. I I can't I can't have anything to do with you. Then she comes back and is like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do your reading again, even though what I saw was so horrific that I made you leave. But I'll do it again, and oh, no, here's what I see. You're the only one who can raise this baby, okay? You are the only one. No one else. That's a couple months later, except for these people. <laughs> I, I swear, this whole this whole thing is like, it's very akin to... Um, what is it like? It's like uh, it's almost like the Henry Gale situation. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's those things where it makes sense, but when you look at you know when you when you step back and look at all the evidence, it just doesn't add up. Right. You know, it makes sense when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, like, it works. It works as the story's developing. It's yeah, but when you start when you start looking back on things, it yeah, it just doesn't quite make sense. Um. Uh, the Henry Gale thing. Oh God, that was really bad. Um, uh, you know, I just remembered something that. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Okay, so uh, where am I? God. Okay, so then Claire hangs up, right, and then. Uh, um, uh, Claire is trekking through the jungle. Charlie comes up to Claire, and that's a scene. And then uh, we go to Hurley talking to Shannon. Did they, did they say anything to each other? Or they, Charlie just came up to her, and that's it. I don't know. Did they say anything? I guess they did. Yeah, they talked. I guess they talked. Um, She's basically talking about what Jack tried to do. And yeah, he, he, I didn't write that down. I guess I didn't think it was important. <laughs> Um, Charlie comes up to Claire. The end. Yeah, I thought that was a weird note to end the scene on, but uh, that's that's what I wrote down. Um, yeah, he they they talk about what just happened. So, uh, in the next scene, Hurley's talking to Shannon to include her in the census, and then uh, Boone asks Hurley why he's taking the census, and then Hurley tells them about Claire getting attacked. Uh, the result of this, Shannon decides to not go to the caves. And uh, Boone uh, Boone brings up the idea of the manifest and then sends Hurley to Sawyer because he has it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first mention of the manifest. <laughs> already interviewed Ethan. Already, you know, yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you a quick question. What, uh, what, why are you trying to make your case that uh, Ethan didn't know about the manifest? Because in later episodes, Ethan's reason for kidnapping Claire is because they had a manifest. <laughs> like that. that so, he, so what do you mean? He says he says that I took her because they knew I wasn't one of them. Or what are you saying? Yeah. He. But but the reason he knows they knew is because they had a manifest. Okay. Like that's not because not the way it plays out in this episode. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Like the reason he gives later doesn't line up with what happens in this episode. Okay. 
Like he did, my my claim is that he didn't know about the manifest in this episode. Later on, he says he did know about the manifest in two separate episodes. Okay, but could he? I wonder if he just means the the census in general. He said the manifest specifically. I no, I understand that. I just wonder if he means like. Well, let's let's go ahead and finish. But I'm just wondering. You know, he says they had a manifest. They knew I wasn't on the plane. Like it's. It's it's yeah, and you're saying he kidnapped her before he before he even knew before because he didn't know about the manifest at all because and, they didn't know about it until yeah, and I don't think that's the reason he kidnapped Claire. I think the reason he kidnapped Claire is because Charlie told him that she was going into labor. Yeah, um, but somehow that changed later. So anyway, that's 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 um that's the thing I want to just trace yeah. through in this episode. Um, briefly, in parenthetical comments. Great. So, um, so anyway, uh, Hurley goes over to Sawyer to ask for the manifest, um, and Sawyer gives it up without uh, trouble. Um, this is one of those things, uh, people going to Sawyer for stuff that didn't happen in Season 3. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because Hurley called him on it, right? Yeah. Her, I mean, Hurley disarmed don't him. Do the thing you, don't do the thing you normally do. Yeah. You know, because the audience is tired of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much. But it happens some more later. He doesn't give yeah. it up for quite some time. So he uh, never gives it up. There, there was a point where... Oh, God. There was a point... <laughs> there was a point where we were really sick of scenes of people asking Sawyer for shit. And, uh... Come on, I just, Sawyer, give it up. I just realized that's a thing of the past. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm two years old. So, uh, in the next scene, um, Charlie and Claire are walking. Claire starts to have contractions, and then uh, Claire tells Charlie to go get Jack. Um, uh, the next scene is a flashback. Uh, Claire is meeting with the Australian adoptive parents, and uh, uh, Claire gets the paperwork to sign, and uh, before she signs it, she, she asks them to sing Catch a Falling Star, that whole thing. Um, uh, she tries to sign the paperwork, but the pen doesn't work. The uh, adoptive mother gives her a pen, but uh, she uh, then at that point decides not to go through with it, um, I don't know if it's nagging doubts uh, about what the psychic said or if she felt like the pen not working with some kind of sign. Um, yeah. Anyway. I think they they I think they tried to uh make a case that she's somewhat superstitious slash something. Mm-hmm. Um so the pen not working I think just w- you know redoubled her redoubled what? The pen not working reinforced her um they redoubled its efforts to convince her, blah, blah, blah. Now, the pin's not working um, reinforced her, her doubts, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so she just pretty much just walks out on the meeting. Bye. Hope you didn't really want a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no baby for you, dear. None for you, dear. <laughs> so, uh... So then, uh, then she goes back to see the psychic. Um, the cutting gets a little weird here, so it's gonna gonna be a bit jumpy. 
Anyway, she goes to see the psychic, and then we're back on the island. Uh, Charlie's running through the woods. Charlie runs into Ethan. He's just gathering some firewood, presumably, um, not looking to me like he knows anything's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he runs into Ethan and tells him that Claire's having a baby and to go get Jack. Ethan drops his uh, firewood and, and runs away, presumably to get Jack. Mm-hmm. And Charlie uh, runs back to find Claire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next scene is a flashback. Uh, again, Claire is at the psychics, and uh, she talks to the psychic and is skeptical about about his new plan, um, which is uh, he's offering her money to give her baby up to a couple in L.A. Um, she's skeptical because his original message was, uh, you have to raise a baby yourself. Oops. Um, so this seems a bit odd. Um, Even to Claire. Even Claire catches the the oddness in this situation. <laughs> that says a lot, folks. That says a lot. It does. So, uh, wait a minute. So then, uh, then we go back to the island. Claire tells Charlie that the psychic was wrong. Um, uh, I I don't remember about what. <laughs> when you said that, I thought to myself, what? He just comes out of blue and says, the psychic is wrong. I'm like, what? Okay. I, that's the effect of what you say, but I don't remember exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to that scene. Uh, okay. Oh, because Claire says, someone promised me it would be different. And she's talking about the, the psychic, right? Yes. Because why does... Why does Oh, Charlie doesn't. Charlie isn't saying the psychic was wrong. Charlie's saying he was wrong. Charlie doesn't know who she's talking about. Yeah, Charlie says the psychic. Claire says, "I know it's embarrassing, and after everything, he was just full of it." Um. Oh wait, so she does. He does know who. Wait, what? What did she tells him about the psychic? She she tells him about the psychic um, before that scene. Oh. <laughs> that the before the flashback. She oh, says, she says someone promised me it would be different. And then uh, Charlie says, well, he was wrong. And Claire says, yeah, he was wrong. And then it goes to the flashback. Oh. And then when they come back, Charlie's like, a psychic? <laughs> I guess he forgot. I don't so, know. Oh, oh, I guess what? No, no, no. Never mind. I guess what we're supposed to imagine is Claire told him about what we saw. Or some version of what we saw in the flashback. <laughs> I'm confused. So, so when when Charlie says he was wrong, he she did he didn't know who Claire was talking exactly, about. Exactly, because she, okay. she, she said, hadn't said anything. She just said That's some, what I was thinking. She just said someone promised me it would be. Yeah, different. and Charlie should, Charlie doesn't know or care. He's just saying whoever told you that was wrong. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, he was. And then we get the flashback. Right. And then we're supposed to believe that's what. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, I don't. I think Charlie's just saying that he doesn't know it's a psychic right away. Yeah, I I agree. I, I realized that once I read it again. Um, there you go. Yeah, so he's pretty much questioning like the flashback or something. You know, yeah, we're we're supposed to imagine he's heard some version of what we saw. Yeah. So um. So then uh, yeah. So then Claire uh, at that point Claire uh tells Charlie that the, the psychic was, was wrong. 
and again, I guess, um, specifically knowing it's the psychic now. And then Charlie brings up the idea that that he wasn't wrong, or that he that he that he knew about the crash, and uh, and that it would force Claire to raise the baby herself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we go to another flashback where we see that the psychic ins- insisted that she get on flight A15. Um, you know, which because uh, she you know she basically says uh, you know no uh, can I go mm-hmm. later. And, you know, I don't really know why she couldn't go later. But uh, anyway, uh, she, uh, she, he insists that she get on that flight. And mm-hmm. then uh, at that point, we go back to the island. <laughs> this is, that's why this scene's weird. It's, it's more like back and forth between the flashbacks than normal. Yeah. Um, uh, Claire kind of tells two, two stories at once really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of hard to describe. So anyway, back in the island, Claire decides that, yeah, Charlie's right. The psychic knew, and there was no couple in L.A. And uh, we get a quick shot of the psychic in, in the midst of this. as She's uh, saying what she believes is a revelation about his motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's probably worth bringing up at this point that deleted scene um, from, the, from the season two uh, uh, DVD. Um, if you can get to the echo psychic connection, um, it's a little hard, but if you can get there, uh, there's a little scene where he says that, a that a couple paid him to, uh, to, uh, get, to get a, to get a woman to give her baby to them, I guess. Um, so, uh, uh, that, that's part of his, his, that was originally part of his speech about being a fraud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was basically saying, I'm a fraud, and just, what did he say, yes, last week or something? Or yeah, something that like that. A couple paid him to try to get, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, that's not even a fraud. That's like, a, I mean, that's a different level of, you know, amorality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're not, I mean, that, that has nothing to do with not being a psychic. You know what I mean? Very, I mean, only because he, he tried to use that information to convince her, but I mean, like, the idea that he would agree to that, some random couple, they mm-hmm. want, they want to, they, you know, to him, they want a baby, and they know this girl's about to have a baby, so make this girl give us that baby. Mm-hmm. That's something an, only a deplorable human being could really do. I mean, yeah. that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Convince her to give us the baby. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about us. Now, I mean, what do you think, man? I mean, I don't even know. I think sometimes, you know, when lost, I think, you know, when when characters say things that they're they're actually telling us what the writers want us to believe. Yeah. Uh, to be the truth, even if it doesn't like make a lot of sense, like with Charlie, you know, saying, "Oh, I bet the lockdown was because of the supply drop." Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like that doesn't make any sense, but that's probably what you want us to think. Mm-hmm. Um, so. True or false? Let's play a game. Okay. Malkin is act. No, let's see. True or false? Malkin actually has psychic powers. <laughs> see, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's troubling because he does seem to have real psychic powers. It seems okay, like it's, I want to say true, true or false. I want to say true. <laughs> okay. No. 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 Now. Okay. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. Malkin, okay. <laughs> I, had to, I had to rephrase it in my head first. Okay, do you think 
that Malkin has always had psychic powers? <laughs> That's a different question. Um, I guess I guess I don't know. I really don't know. Okay, you're no fun. I mean, he demonstrated them at one point, so he had the you know the potential. I feel like. Um, now here's um, the question. I feel like I feel like the answer should be no, but we have evidence that he does. Here's the question: Do you think I feel like a journalist, and you're like my subject who won't give me a straight answer? You're like a politician. <laughs> well, um, I wish I could. I just yeah. That's there's exactly conflicting evidence. That's exactly what they say. Uh, just take a stand, sir. Have some balls. I don't no, know. okay. Here's the thing. I'm a woman. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Do you think that the couple came to Malkin before or after Claire's second visit to him when he said, you're the only one who's supposed to raise this baby? Um, I'm going to say after. Okay, now I agree. Now here's the other question. Do you think that he actually had a psychic premonition that told him she needs to be the one to raise this baby. In that instance, in that second time that she met with him. It it certainly appeared that way to me. <laughs> you're, you're skating all around the answers, sir. Your Honor, would you would you direct the uh witness to give a yes or no statements, please? I just I hate to not like qualify. Sir, you're gonna be a so you're going to be in contempt of court here if you cannot uh, just answer yes or okay, no. Okay, I'm going to go please. with yes. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay, now, would you agree that <laughs> uh, leading Your Honor uh, sustained? <laughs> Stop. Don't object yourself. I know. Well, I, <laughs> I had to. I was uh, leading the way. You were out of line. Um, I was out of line. This whole damn courtroom's out of line. <laughs> Okay, so this is what I think. Let's let, let's not play that game. Let's play the what does Claude think game. Where, okay. <laughs> wherein Claude tells you what he thinks. All right. I think that... Can I play too? Yeah, you can play. Well, no, you can't play this game. You can play what Justin thinks. Oh, boo. Boo, that's not as much fun. But it comes with free nachos. Um... What I want to think is that he is a fraud, okay? He tells Echo, you know, that he's a fraud. You know, he's not a real psychic. I believe that. Now, what I – and then I think that when he touched Claire, he actually got some, you know – we you know, we said this before, that he actually got some psychic premonition. Now, yeah. to me, what's strange about that, I, I can't reconcile that with this idea that someone could pay him off and – um you know, to, for her to give up the baby to these random people. I mean, that way, you know, you weigh that against his actual premonition. And if he's not a real psychic, but he actually got that, I mean, that would be really powerful yeah. to be, you know, to, to get that. So I don't know. And then the other side of the coin is that he's not a psychic. He never had a premonition when he told Claire that, you know, she's the only one who can, who, you know, has can raise the baby where is that coming from? Why is he saying that? Who is yeah. coercing him to say that? Who stands to gain if she raises the baby? I mean, it doesn't... Now, yeah. Who, here's here's the deal. Well, because and that's the other thing, too. He says, you're the one who can raise this baby. 
but at that point it wasn't he did you know he wasn't trying to get her to go on a plane anywhere yeah so it didn't it doesn't seem like it's connected to the others at all right yeah um so i mean i don't know how do you reconcile those things i mean if he if he's a fraud and he never had a single psychic premonition then it doesn't make any sense that he would tell her that she's the only one to raise the baby um unless he's just I don't know, unless he thought that's what she wanted to hear. I, I guess my theory is that he 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 is a fraud in general. He happened to actually have a vision with Claire, and but then when he got money, he decided to ignore it and just tell her to go do that. Yeah. Here, here's a question for you. You think he knew about the plane crash? Um, I don't think he knew about the plane crash. Okay, I don't either. I think he saw something blurry, and I think it was specifically blurry. He saw something maybe, I mean, if he saw something, when he, you know, he says blurry, and I think it was scary. I think he may have known, you know, had a feeling that if I get her on this plane, she will have to raise it, she will be the one to raise the baby, mm-hmm. but I don't think he knew why. Okay. Because I don't think he knew that, the odds of all those different occurrences would happen and that this plane was going to crash and that they would actually still survive and blah, blah, blah. Like that's, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I just think he had a, if anything, he had a general sense. Um, Is there any way that, that someone could have convinced him to tell her that uh, to raise the baby on her own and then like, you know, for some reason that wasn't good enough. So they decided to try to get her on the plane I guess. I guess. I mean, I'm just. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't guess. I don't. I don't see how that could. Ha- I mean, who would? What would someone benefit from telling Claire she has to be the one to raise the baby? Yeah. You know. No, I and agree. That's the, that's, thing. that's the thing that's weird about it. It doesn't seem as though he has any motivation for saying that. Yeah. You know, if he really is a fraud, his motivation should be money. That's you know whatever he does that that's pretty much his primary motivation. So it uh, doesn't seem to me. I mean he just shooed her away initially. Um, it just doesn't seem to me that uh, you know unless that's supposed to be like all part of the ploy. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's really um, doing things that he stands to gain from. And that's the thing though. Yeah, because the second time or the first time he gave her her money back. Mm-hmm. You know, said I can't do this reading. I, I just I can't I can't put these pieces together. There's too much conflicting evidence. It just doesn't make any sense. And the deleted scene. Now, I mean, is it deleted because you know that's not really what happened. You know, they don't want us to believe yeah. that. But then, they, of course, they showed us in the you know. Yeah. The game. And they that, and they so. they didn't. It's notable that they didn't put it in the deleted scene section. Mm-hmm. They put it in the connection section. Yeah. So, you know, to me that gives it a slightly different status from the actual deleted scenes, even though it was a deleted scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not deeming it a deleted scene, uh, uh per se. So uh uh so I guess I, I wanna feel like that stuff's true. Um but uh who knows. Well, we've got ten minutes left. Okay, well we're almost done with this episode. Cool. Um so uh so the the next scene uh so right that was supposed to be the big reveal in this episode and and it kind of stands that way until you know much later 
Um, uh, the next scene after that, Saeed is, is tromping through the jungle, a uh, continuation from your episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and then we go back to Claire. She thinks the contractions are over. Uh, Charlie, Charlie's happy. Uh, Claire asks, no, Charlie asks Claire if they can go back to the cave, or if she specifically can make it back to the cave. And then uh, Claire agrees, so they get up and go back, try to go back at least. Um, in the next scene, uh, we're back to Saeed. Saeed stumbles into the cave, uh, slightly, slightly delirious. Uh, he, uh, sort of falls down. He mentions the French woman that he, you know, met her and then ends the scene with a very dramatic, we're not alone. Mm -hmm. Famous line. So, uh, then we go back to, uh, Claire and Charlie they're walking back to the caves, and the baby kicks. Yay. And then at this point, um, Hurley runs to the caves and uh, delivers the big surprise of the episode. Um, based on the manifest, he's discovered that, uh, that Ethan was not on the plane. Uh, we all collectively go, shit. And, uh, that, <laughs> and just as we say that, uh, we see Ethan... Yeah, uh, shit. I hope <laughs> I hope he's not a bad guy who's trying to take his baby. Right. And uh, just at that point, Ethan walks up to Charlie and Claire and says simply, "Hello there." And uh, uh, then we get kind of a close up on his face, and then a uh, scared Claire, uh, and then uh, that's it. The end of the episode. Interesting. Fill in the blanks yourself. Uh, yeah, we'll never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, about about Ethan and the Manifest, maybe the idea is that he heard, um, like, you know, when Charlie, I'm sorry, when Hurley was getting the Manifest from Sawyer and, you know, going around or doing whatever, like maybe the idea is, like, behind the scenes, I guess maybe after he ran to get Jack or something, he heard that Hurley had a Manifest. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so basically maybe he heard that Hurley was about to go tell people the big news or something like that right before. So maybe we just didn't see him find out, but... Um, or maybe he's just lying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, It's possible that he could have found out, but in in this episode, it, it seems as though what sets him off is Claire being in labor. Yeah, because uh, that—that's what we see him sort of run away from, and uh, you know, unless he's not in labor anymore. The next, well, yeah, but 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 I I think maybe he thought like the birth was imminent or something, and uh, I got to get her out of here. Well, and that's the thing. Why get her out of there for what? Oh, because he no. actually—I mean, of course, in the in you know the maternity leave they try to take the baby. Yeah, but um, it seems like. Well, from what we know in season three, they didn't want, they didn't want the baby. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's why they changed the reason to to uh, the manifest because that gives him a real reason that still holds up for uh, mm-hmm. for getting out of there. Yeah, because I mean, I don't what. Why are we even going to take the baby now? I don't even get that because they didn't want it. Because their whole thing with babies is because they're trying to, you know, their women can't get pregnant without dying, delivering. So, and Claire didn't conceive on the island, so mm-hmm. she should be fine, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but they take kids in general. That's right. They do. They do. 
They do. I, I feel I like, know. yeah, I feel like maybe they do want the baby, but only as kind of an afterthought. Yeah. It's really more about Claire being pregnant, but it's all it's all very weird now. Yeah, um, it, it, it's very muddled, like... Yeah, and that's the thing about that episode. You know, they, they had all that exposition that depended on Claire being sick at that moment, which turned out later not to be, you know, true. It was just sort of induced. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it made, called into question what she said before, but I feel like what she said before was true, even though, you know, Claire wasn't sick for a legitimate reason. Yeah. Um, it, so it's kind of problematic. Um, but, yeah, I, God. It's uh, it's 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 sticky. But I have to say, um, as you mentioned in your episode, this this episode was my big. I love the ending of this episode. The yeah, the, good. The Ethan walking up like that, him just standing there and saying hello there. It's just I think it's one of the creepiest things on the show ever. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't have to do anything. He just sort of stands there, and uh, it's it's you know with the with the surrounding situation, I just God. Love love that. Well, and, and for a guy who's been helpful and nice the entire time, yeah, it's very scary that oh no, he's been undercover this whole time, or mm-hmm. what has he been doing and planning? You know, if, if he had just come out of nowhere and we hadn't seen him before, it would be strange, but it wouldn't be the same. The same. Oh yeah, the, the fact that he's been hanging around in the camp and we've had several you know scenes with him is 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 what gives the scene the power, definitely. You know, and having that that infiltration, and just suddenly finding out just in time for him to do something bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, uh, it's it's well timed and, and nicely done. So yeah, no, I agree. That that's um that that's a, the biggest part of the creepiness. You know, having having someone you know infiltrate your group. You know, not knowing. I mean, it's just a creepy thing. So, yeah. Uh, and you know, he he's good at looking creepy. So, um. So it came together nice. That Moppeter quality. Mm-hmm. Right. All the Moppeters are good at looking creepy. Especially when they smile. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. So Woo! our uh, first round of favorites is complete. All right. Good one. Good one. Well. I agree. So, yeah, no, it's... uh. uh I guess uh, next time we'll do the other three. Next time we'll do the other three. I guess we'll do the second, uh, whatever got the second amount, highest number of votes. Which right now is hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. So, um, I don't know about that voting, guys. I wouldn't pick that one, but hey. Yeah, you guys really like that one? You guys really like hearts and minds? Maybe they do. I guess so. I, I never thought of that as a standout, but, you know, hey, whatever. So we'll be back at some point. Stay tuned to the website, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com. Uh, join the Frapper because uh, there's people out there who are not on the Frapper, I think. Uh, there definitely, there must be. Yeah, I definitely remember a couple names who post but aren't on the Frapper. And uh, have fun watching Harry Potter. For those of you who are into that, the big HP. Have even more fun reading the final book. Well, you know, to me, Harry Potter is about the movies. The books are tangential. <laughs> They're barely related. Come on. Come on. Uh, the movies leave too much out. You gotta, gotta. If you really want to get into it, you gotta read the books. Nah, no, the books are the books are where it's at for those who like to read. 
<laughs> I like to sit and watch and listen. I see. But I do. Yeah. Hey. Fair enough. What I do. Um, cool. And uh so yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh we're uh we're aiming for about about one a month, one a month and a half, something like that over the break. So uh Yeah. Next one it might be a little hard. while before the next one, but uh you know, be patient, it'll come. Probably get a Mr. Podcast or two. Yeah, Mr. Podcast, uh, for those who are interested, you know, listen to Justin and I yap about whatever. Those are always fun. Uh, There's a link on our Lost Lowdown page. I guess it's mr-podcast.blogspot.com. Yeah. So, uh, mr- And thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.